Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 166 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Pip. I do the mapping. <laughs> I'm Freddie. I do the flapping. <laughs> Are you ready, set, let's go! <laughs> If you have a child that watches Disney Junior, you'll know. So this episode is sponsored by Logan Falconberry. Thank you, Logan. Thanks, Thank Logan. Thank you. Coolest name Thank ever. you. That is a very cool name. Today, we will be discussing the second half of Chapter 25 of Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix, The Beetle at Bay. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to creepy crawly through the details. Ooh. Yeah. Before we begin, let's go to Meg's Mouth House. Oh, my gosh. For the weekly profit. Oh, bringing it back. It's been a minute. Makes me feel good. Um, so I don't know if everybody knows yet, but Harry Potter is officially streaming on Peacock. But don't get too excited. Oh, OK, I won't. Because it's only going to be there for October. Wait, what? Hold the Listen, phone. This is ridiculous. What? OK, where? OK, I did see it on Sci-Fi two days ago. So apparently I'm not going to lie. It's streaming on Peacock for the month of October and then it will be switching okay. specifically just back to cable for what the rest in the of the world's hat for the rest of the year. Then it will be back on Peacock in 2021 for another limited run of a couple months. Why? I don't That's know why so they dumb. can't just put it somewhere and leave it. Just give Harry so a So basically what my advice here is. But is, what's going on? Like, why? Why is this? Like, what's the money behind this? Yeah, like, who's yeah. pulling these strings? It's you NBC know? Universal. So Warner Brothers sold the rights to the movies, actually, to NBC oh. Universal. So NBC oh. Universal controls. Um where it is available and they sell the rights to whatever they want so we can blame universal for this basically sure okay yeah <laughs> i'm willing to blame them for a lot lately because i'm not very happy mm. with them so that is yeah. that is bizarre how i bizarre, mean how bizarre <laughs> yeah I, so basically you know guys like, just depend on your month. dvds <laughs> I guess we have to go buy a cheap DVD player now. I know. Because we got rid of ours. I, yeah. Well, actually, mm, well, a lot of our DVDs that we owned came with digital copies. So, like, True. we do have quite a few of them on our Am or on our Apple TV. But 
You don't have a DVD player? No. no. I guess it's the kind of age you live in. I mean, ask me the last time it I watched really, a DVD. It really is, though. Like, as far as, like, Blu-rays and stuff go, like, do you still buy those? Probably not. You only buy the ones that, like, maybe you want to have as, like, a collectible thing. I yeah. have a friend, though, that he still buys everything because he's, like, <laughs> he's worried. He's, like, what happens if, like, you buy, like, a movie on Amazon yeah, or whatever? Yeah, it gets lost. <laughs> yeah he's like i don't trust it no i know i i felt the same way for a long time but then whenever we were like do you packing to move i was like do i really need all of these dvds yeah, like what am i where am i gonna enough. store them do you know what this equates to what you guys are the people that want the hard copies instead of the digital like you want somebody to print your papers out <laughs> instead of looking at it online <laughs> no i'm trying really hard to switch to digital i'm gonna things. put it in a binder <laughs> and never look at it again well but like there's some movies that like you what's annoying <clears throat> because if i want if i want to watch something like in my room i don't even have a tv like i have to watch it on my phone right mm-hmm. or whatever device i have but like my computer like my laptop doesn't have a cd drive um Same. and so i can't watch dvds but it's gonna annoy me if i already own the dvd i then have to buy and or rent if i want to watch the movie or i'd have to this is like the world's first pro- biggest first problem but like i have to go downstairs and put it in the big tv i feel that you why know, do you think i record gilmore girls on the tv like i record why do you do Jurassic that when you can Park? watch it on netflix <laughs> i know but there's gonna be a day <laughs> where netflix is gonna be like oh gilmore girls is gone in an hour bye and i'm gonna be like no i have to watch justin rory again you know, y'all i get that friends is no longer on netflix thank god i have someone else's See, login for hbo they also pulled the dvd player parks and rec to get friends Parks and Rec is gone. Oh, Parks yeah. and Rec is yeah. on Hulu because we had decided that we Thought were going to start on... it. It's on Hulu now. I made a deal. Oh no, with Peisha. Mm. If she watched Shoots um, Creek, I would watch Parks and Rec. So Shoots Creek. Did anybody else notice on Netflix that Shoots Creek has changed the word "shoot" to be black so that you cannot see it whenever you are looking at the name when you're browsing? Just saying, kind of dumb. interesting. But anyway. And then I also just wanted Next to mention piece. as the second half of our weekly profit, um, we're officially, officially, officially on Spotify now. Like <laughs> exclusive, exclusive. I just want to give a big thank you to everybody that's followed us here. Um, we appreciate it so much. We hope that the platform is easy for you to work through. If anybody has any questions with it, we'll do our best to answer any questions that you may have. Just reach out to us on Facebook or on instagram twitter um we'll do our best to direct you um to any answers for questions you have about how spotify works um and welcome thank you spotify 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 (laughs) also check out our our things that we made playlist i had struggled with that very hard (laughs) i will say i have one up there that's sad songs with sarah and some of those songs could be triggering so i'm just giving you a warning it's very sad you gotta be in a mood i do enjoy them some of them also like i realized i put like a sad not a sad love song but like a slower love song i was like Meh, i don't feel like taking it out so just right. enjoy the playlists <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm almost done well when we're recording this it will already be live if you're listening after this is out but i'm almost complete with my uh, with my playlist and I'm I'm excited to push it live. I am so. not. 
Push it. Push, Push it, it like a Oh. It's time. What time is it, Tiffany? Oh, it's time. It's it's time for the r- 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 recap. <laughs> Would you say it's sweater weather? It's sweater weather. Oh, my God. It's sweater weather. <laughs> what is that finally, from? Finally, it's sweater weather. It's sweater weather. Sweater weather. <laughs> is that sweater from weather. SNL? <laughs> Yeah. Get serious! <laughs> I'm gonna smack you. Sweater weather. Who's who? Sweater weather. Which one is you and which one is me? Real question. I'm um. I don't, well let let Discord decide. Get out of here with these Hermione things. Yes, Tiffany did. <laughs> Tiffany, max out your the face mic. just looks so perfect on Hermione's. Like, thank you. God. Oh my god. Finally. <laughs> anyway, recap time. <laughs> recap. Recap. I agree. I am Amy. Guys. I'm Amy Puller. Guys. Are you sitting down? There was a mass breakout from Al's caban. There's Al's everywhere. Listen, this is a s- serious situation. Everywhere. Get it? Do you get it? Very get serious. It? Uh, 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 I uh, made that joke last time. Aww. Yeah, but this is this time, Sarah. <laughs> there are 10 high security death eaters on the loose Mm. also Mm. umbridge cracking down on the teachers trelawney and hagrid they could be fired any day Mm. the only thing that's really keeping harry going anymore is dumbledore's army shout out to neville because he's being a super boss and improving so much um, so Harry has a lot on his plate. He still has lessons with Snape. He's not getting any better at them. And he's got his first ever date with Cho on Gushy Hearts Aww. Day. Oh boy. Gushy I mean, Hearts Day. First and last. Oh. <laughs> so uh Cho and Harry's date has commenced uh, and it ends with some tears and some misunderstandings, which is never good. You really don't want a date, especially your first one, to end with people crying. Um tears <laughs> just a bit of advice. <laughs> Harry goes to the three broomsticks. He runs into a not so sober Hagrid talking about family. Then Hermione calls him over to the table that she's at, and she isn't trying to bug him, but Reed is also there, <laughs> as is Luna. <laughs> You're welcome. (laughs) Turns out that Hermione wants Rita to tell Harry's story, but of course not in the prophet, but in the quibbler. And of course, uh, Rita's going to do it all for free because that's how Hermione gets things done. Rita's just so nice. Good pause. She's so nice of you. Like, I can't believe you're like going to do this for free. Everyone loves a rebel, Harry. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) Is she there, here right now? I, oh. say, I got inspired changing by the topic slightly <laughs> i am so excited to talk about dates in this section it makes me so uncomfortable but it made me think i'm like what would be like the worst date ever like would i went, this be I it? went I on a really bad so. one i think before. this is it i'm sure there are worse i've dates, been on though. a lot of really bad dates oh <gasps> how dare you katie's never been on any <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Katie's never had a date in her life. Not in her life. Guys, uh, so let's date. talk about that. Talk about a bad date. Am I let's, right? Let's talk about a bad date. It doesn't start bad, though. Do they ever? Well, I shouldn't say that. Some do start bad. This, they, this one didn't. This, this one had, this one had, you know. Potential. It did. This and chapter then, gives me just like secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. 
move. It's very cringeworthy. Especially yeah. the very beginning. They like aren't talking to each other. Well, just it's me. Okay. So Cho is waiting for Harry outside the oak front doors. She's looking very pretty with her hair tied back in a long pony. <laughs> Harry feels very awkward as he's walking over to her. And I love this. And this to me, Katie, I want to know if this is how you feel sometimes. Okay. Harry felt very awkward as he was walking over to her. His feet felt too big for his body. And he was suddenly horribly aware of his arms and how stupid they looked swinging at his sides. Some variation of this every day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Why just, why just Katie? Because she always talks about how awkward she feels. And I thought that like constantly. See? Constantly. <laughs> <She> <laughs> Can I tell a Katie anxiety story today? Oh God, Meg laughed oh, at me. Well, for I guess Katie minutes. is allowing it. I love how I was like, sure, <laughs> it's not me, Katie. That's up to you. If it's what I'm thinking of, yeah, you can go ahead. It made you laugh. Oh go my ahead. God, I laughed. I feel like so someone will understand. Today. I laughed so hard. So, so we made a lot of plans today with like because. Katie and I and my mom are a part of the Disney Vacation Club and like we just did all of these changes and we had these points that we wanted to use and it was Wait, if you're a Hufflepuff in the chat I need to know if you feel this go ahead Continue. yeah so it, it all happened very quickly in her favor here and I'm one of those people everybody can attest to this I'm sure they'll say yes that's you Megan when I get an idea like it's like a yeah let's like I'm going like That's we're me. done. I'm yeah. on my way and it has to be finished. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so like I got all of these ideas and I was like, Katie, which date should we pick? Should it be this day? Should it be this day? And she's like, uh, uh, uh I, I don't know. I, I don't care. And I'm like, Katie, I, like, I want your input. Like, give me your input. And then like, she was like, it just got to a point where like, I was getting frustrated with her because I was like, just give me something. Like, tell me your opinion. <laughs> And she finally was just like, Meg, my head, when, whenever you get like this or like anytime oh, anybody asks mind, me Meg, for my input, my mind. my mind just goes blank. No, I said my mind is empty. <laughs> my no, mind is that. empty. I don't have any input. And I'm like, yes, you do. You're lying to me. I know you have input. And I was like, okay, for example, would you rather do this or this? And she's like, this and i'm like see that's input you've got input your mind's not blank what are you talking about oh and we, oh I, every time God. she was just like she's like my mind is blank and i just started laughing at my her and i'm like you are too funny i get it no my mind is empty. i do my this with things i literally have to stop and think and be like you have to stop talking for a second give me a second to really think on it and then i can answer you i i'm you like talking Megan. at me i literally am like I don't know. Words are coming out of your mouth. But see, and there's the a difference lot of options. between Sarah and Katie is Sarah will eventually give you her opinion. Katie will never. <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> I will say that's also very much a Libra thing. Because Jen is the same way. Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. She yeah. seriously was Aww. just like, I don't have input. My mind goes blank. I don't I don't have input. I was like, like, people tell me to speak my mind, but my mind is empty. I don't have anything <laughs> to say. Nothing to say. That I just lost it and I started <laughs> laughing and I was like, you have input. What are you talking about? You're a liar. You're lying. I me. get stuck. I don't know what happens. My brain just gets stuck. I don't know. No, it's, it's overwhelmed. <laughs> You're so funny. Okay, I'm sorry. That's it was just it really made me laugh today. I laughed for like probably a solid 20 minutes. She did. And then yeah. I cried like laughing. It was so 
Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay, <sighs> back to the Potter universe. Yes. Right? <laughs> oh, so they have a stellar time chatting at first. <laughs> I would like this acted out though. <clears throat> I'll be too. Uh who's gonna be Harry? Is it me? Sure. You like, okay. Yeah, you like our Harry Potter. Hello, oh. Harry. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta be out of breath. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Meg, you read the non-quoting. Said Cho slightly breathlessly. Hi, said Harry. They stared at each other for a moment. Then Harry said. <laughs> well... Er, <laughs> shall we go then? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> er, oh, er. Er. <laughs> and so now we're off to Hogsmeade. Like, this makes me cringe so hard. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Like, I don't think I've ever had, like been like that on a date, if I'm being honest. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> I know. Eh. So they're joined by a bunch of people getting signed out by Filch and Cho and Harry occasionally would catch each other's eye and smile, but they don't talk to each other. Oh my gosh. How cute. Talk it, about miscommunication, am I right? Hello. <laughs> it was a fresh, breezy sort of day. And as they passed the Quidditch Stadium. I will say you did miss a, this. Huh. You didn't say that. Oh, I'm sorry. So they're out in the open. <laughs> Harry can breathe and walk normally rather than just stand there awkwardly with Cho. And it's a fresh, breezy day. They're walking past the Quidditch pitch and Harry glimpsed Ron and Ginny skimming over the stands. And then he feels like this horrible pang of like probably jealousy and FOMO. Oh, for sure. Because That's he's not playing Quidditch. Because he's, he's banned for, for life. life, you guys. <laughs> he's banned for life. <laughs> for life. <laughs> he's banned for life. Cho notices this and she asks him. She's like, you really miss it, don't you? Harry looks around and he realizes that she's been watching him. And he's like, yeah, I really do. And then they have a pleasant conversation about sports. Sports ball. Sports ball. Quote, remember the first time we played against each other? She asked him. Yes. Hey, I thought we were doing this. It was only the one line, but all right. No, we'll keep going. We'll do it the whole starting time. Ooh, and Katie, you have to be Pansy Parkinson later. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Meg, you you still be the narrator. Mm -hmm. Remember the first time we played against each other? She asked him. Yeah, said Harry, grinning. You kept blocking my line. Sorry. (laughs) Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Harry has a very high voice right now. Sorry. You kept blocking me. And what told you not to be a gentleman and knock me off my broom if you had to? Said Cho, smiling reminiscently. I heard he got taken on by Pride of Portree. Is that right? Nah. It was Puddlemere United. I saw him at the World Cup last year. Oh, I saw you there too. Remember? We were on the same campsite. It was really good, wasn't it? <laughs> That's... What part are they remembering that was really good? <laughs> I, I read that. I was, like, was she not there for like Dude, the were end you, bit? You maybe, were there for the, maybe the horrible meant... Talking about the cup itself, yeah. maybe. The match. Anywho, Zs. this conversation took them all the way to the gates of hogsmeade and if you like 
I think when I first read these books, I always pictured like Hogsmeade to be like right there. But no, it is a hike. Yeah. It's a hike. Yeah. Yeah. How long do you think it is from like the front door of Hogsmeade? Mile. Hogsmeade. I would say. Whoa. Mile. What's wrong with me? Okay. At least a mile. Yeah. Hence why they take carriages with their trunks and stuff, you know? Yeah, walk your lazy butt over there. (laughs) Not when they came back from Grimmauld Place. They all had to carry their stuff up to the front door. Yeah, you're right. Couldn't they, like, Wingardium Leviosa that stuff and just, like, pew-pew? They don't think of those But aren't they not supposed to do magic, like, outside of classrooms? Barf! Truth. I don't know. Barf. Why didn't they walk them up to the door? I don't know. So, anyways... Harry was just thinking about how easy it was to talk to her. No more difficult than talking to Ron and Hermione, which is really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really good. And then, you know, whole big old monkey wrench gets thrown into this and he's finally starting to feel comfortable. And then a large group of Slytherin girls pass them. Mm. Go ahead, Kate. Potter and Chang. Screeched Pansy (laughs) to a chorus of snide giggles. Oh, Chang. I don't think much of your taste. At least Diggory was good looking. They sped up, <laughs> talking and shrieking in a pointed fashion with many exaggerated glances back in Harry and show, leaving an embarrassed silence in their wake. First of all, great job, Katie. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you to our... Ching. Potter Ching! <laughs> <laughs> Potter and Ching Ooh, sitting in how a tree. Many K-I-S-S, from Hogsmeade to Hogwarts. Ooh. Oh, we need that conversion. First comes love. First comes marriage. Then comes baby and the baby carriage. <laughs> Thank you to our narrator as well. So now Harry's like, can't think of anything else to say about Quidditch. Cho is looking at her feet, red faced and embarrassed. That stinks. They wander around for a little bit towards Dervish and Bangs. There had been a large poster stuck up to the window. Quote, Harry found himself staring once more at the 10 pictures of the escaped Death Eaters. The poster, by order of the Ministry of Magic, offered a thousand galleon reward to any witch or wizard with information relating to the recapture of any of the convicts pictured. Yes. I just want to inform everybody that a mile is approximately 1,094 DeVitos. Wow, that's, that's a, lot a lot of DeVito. Of, yeah. I was going to be like, that's a lot of Danny's. I wonder how many Doritos that would be. Ooh, I like Doritos. How how long are Doritos? I don't know. Two inches? Maybe like three inches. Three inches? <laughs> <laughs> Noise. So I don't have any, out. so I can't measure. And then Cho makes a really, really good point. Quote, it's funny, isn't it? <clears throat> no. Said Joe in a low voice. You'd only do the high voices. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? That's her low voice. Do you want me to read it like this? Yeah. <clears throat> She's gazing up at the pictures of the <clears throat> Death Eaters. It's funny, isn't it? Keep going. Said Cho in a low voice. <laughs> low voice. Also gazing up at the pictures of the Death Eaters. Remember when that serious black escaped and there were dementors all over Hogsmeade looking for him? And now ten Death Eaters are on the loose. There aren't even dementors anywhere. What's going on? I don't even know what you said. <laughs> Anyways, there's no dementors anywhere. There's ten Death Eaters. Okay. 
It's super weird, honestly, right? It's almost like they gave up hope right when it started. Or maybe the ministry is infiltrated and the Death Eaters are ob- obviously don't care. <gasps> or, you know, Dementors are outside ministry control and they are officially on the side of Voldemort. But given all of that, <laughs> Harry's not sorry about their absence. But when it came down to it, their absence is highly significant. Truly, though, because if you think about it, like, why, why is one Death Eater, mm-hmm. quote, serious really isn't one, but like at the time they put right. like a million and one Death Eaters all over. They're trying to suck Harry's soul out while he's just playing the game. Now he's banned for life and there's no Dementors to be seen. Well, he's just, and there's 10 fresh Death guys out there. Well, a Death, death Lady. Because <laughs> there's a woman that's included in that group. As they continued to walk, it started to rain, and Cho asked him if he would like to get a coffee. Is this, like, the only time we hear them talk about coffee? I was thinking that when I was reading it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that and then too. I was thinking, I'm like, I feel like that's a little... Not judging them by drinking coffee. I obviously am a consumer of it. But, like, when I was... A kid. How old are they in this book? 15? 15. 15, yeah. When I was 15, I was drinking, like... The super sugary, not really coffee, coffee. You know what I mean? So like, I wasn't drinking it at all. (laughs) But like, I mean, if I got any, it would have been like a frappe, frappuccino kind of thing. Like the stuff you get at Starbucks, like the really sugary stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I never would drink, like put, like drink the coffee I drink now or like even have like cream and sugar. It's not that kind of coffee I would drink. I drink like this and I'm not judging people who do this that are like my age. I don't care what you do. It just is weird to me. Like 15 year olds drinking like coffee yeah like did you actually like it when you were 15 i think eh, more 15 year olds drink it now i think it, i feel like it's a uh pop culture thing to drink coffee right now i'm talking about yeah. them though no but no but i'm just saying like in oh, for sure. today i think that i think i i see kids at starbucks and i'm like what's in your cup and it better not be caffeine like i i remember and i think i don't know if i've ever told the story on the podcast but like when i went to new york city for the first time with my parents and my sister and it was like the year before my freshman year of high school and i we're at a starbucks i love how you said the year before my freshman the summer year before is what i meant to the summer before <laughs> my freshman year of so, college, freshman, great. Freshman high so i'm 14 years old and we went into a Starbucks and like both my parents are coffee drinkers, but like they drink black coffee. That's just always what they have drank. Like my mom used to put sugar, she doesn't, whatever. Not the point. So I'm in front of my dad and I order an iced coffee thinking what I'm ordering is a Frappuccino. And so behind me, my dad who drinks black coffee, just plain regular, like dark roast black coffee ordered a frappuccino and then when i get my iced coffee because they i think they had asked obviously like did you want anything in it and i said no because i thought like well it just comes with like the stuff that comes in it so i get an iced coffee which is coffee with ice cubes and it's just black cold and i like looked at it and my dad's like here he he got the frappuccino because he knew that's not what i wanted that's such a good dad yeah and so we like switched it so my dad drank an iced coffee because he's a nice guy. Oh, I, I remember like, because I feel, I don't remember like when Starbucks became like a super big thing, but I feel like, because I, I feel like in high school, Sarah, there was like a caribou by your house or something. There was. Well, there was one in that, River. Yeah. So it was like on the corner of Wager yeah. and, and Center Ridge. And um, caribou, I went it's to no a longer times, there. but I got fraps. 
Yeah. Caribou. But in high school, it was like Frappuccinos. And then like it gradually yeah. got like stronger as time went on, like regular coffee. Got I did not have a sip of coffee <laughs> until I was dating Marty. Yes. <laughs> the O'Malley's have corrupted you. But it was no, it wasn't because of him. It was actually it was just that fall. And it was because my RA job was like killing me and I had to work the desk like super late. Is this at Toledo? Yes. Ugh. Anyways, happy to have met him there. Glad to be gone. <laughs> I feel ya. All right. Where am I? Where am I at here? Okay, so they're getting coffee. <laughs> Long story short, Harry doesn't really know about where to go to get coffee because he only really ever goes to the three broomsticks and, you know, throws back some butter beers. Cho tells him about a little place called Madame Puttyfoot's. Okay. Joy. I have to say, I probably would have been all about Madame Puttyfoot's if I was a Hogwarts I really student. probably would have as well, but not on this day. I also am super uncomfortable that people are, like, just making out. Yes, yeah. that's not my jam. Very yeah. weird. Highly uncomfortable. I, another funny story about my life, and Megan was and Katie were both there for this. I think I was the only... I think I was the DD that day. Do you remember? We were freshly all 21, and Alex was in town. And we went to this um, restaurant downtown. So there's like a bunch of us at the table. Oh, I, was like, I don't think Amanda was there. Jen was with us. Alex, it was us like five plus maybe. I mean, I, regardless. Was I th- was I the DD that night or was Katie? No, I, I was. was actually drinking wine that night. Okay, so I think I was the DD. Yeah, it and must have been a night. our friend Alex <laughs> got a bottle of wine for the table and... It, it when you order their wine, it was like a, I think a moscato, like the sweetest stuff that you can Ugh. get. So like the guy poured it in the glass for her, and she like uh, like swirled it around. I was like, you don't know what you're doing because you know you're supposed to like taste Let it, it whatever, whatever. Um, but I remember like looking because we were sitting like by the windows, and there was a couple like outside sitting. And there was a cop like standing on the sidewalk and they were making out. And I literally was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing that in front of a cop is running through my head being like PDA is not illegal. It's like I had to verbalize it. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe they're doing it again. Nothing. Wrong. I just it's not my it was just hilarious. That was just... the same night that the waiter told me I had tiny wrists and I told him that I could pull his tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it was a good time they, the restaurant was very good <laughs> all <laughs> right good time i'll just remember it like literally speaking and as i'm saying it pda is not illegal because i was like <gasps> <laughs> like i'm not breaking Katie the law was it just was unexpected i was yeah <laughs> so mm. funny Good times, man. All right, go back to the chapter. Yeah, Sorry. thanks. Okay. <laughs> so up the side of a road and into a small tea shop that Harry had never noticed before. It was cramped, steamy little place where everything seemed to be decorated with frills or bows. <clears throat> Harry was reminded unpleasantly of Umbridge's office. Cute, isn't it? Said Cho happily. Er, yeah, said Harry untruthfully. <laughs> Look, she's decorated it for Valentine's Day, said Cho, indicating a number of golden cherubs that were hovering over each of the small circular tables, occasionally throwing pink confetti over the occupants. That is too much. <laughs> <sighs> so if you look it up on the wiki, 
It's a small tea shop located on the side of the road off of the high street in Hogsmeade Village. It's owned by Madame Pottyfoot. It's described by Harry Potter as a haunt of happy couples. <laughs> the tea shop was very popular among Hogwarts students. Uh, yeah, if you want to snog, it's probably the place to go. I just uh, barf. Just I don't know. Go so their own. It would make me uncomfortable. It's just uncomfortable. I like holding hands in in a uh, public. Yeah, holding hands Kiss is great. On the cheek, yes. once in a while. I like to hold hands, but I'm single, so I'll I hold, hold hands hand. with myself. <laughs> you hold your toes, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Although a lot of times I'll be like, "Mom, hold my hand," and she she won't say no. Aww. Um. Yeah. So there's there's some stuff in here so it says that no i don't know there's how, some stuff in here i don't know how truthful this is sometime between 1956 and the 1980s this was where um i'm gonna butcher this elfia stone urquart proposed to mcgee while he was on holiday in scotland McGonagall, surprised and embarrassed, turned him down as she had feelings for that happened at McGregor. That's what it says. Oh. That's a sad tweet. Wait, say it again. I don't know. McGonagall got proposed to at Puttyfoots, and that's what she said. Nah, yeah, she said nah, she bra. Said, nah, nah, bra. She Sometime put in nineteen ninety one. Who are you, Ted the Vet? <laughs> I told you he's my spirit animal. <laughs> oh my god! Oh gosh! So sometime we don't know when in 1995, Cedric Diggory and Cho Chang came there on a date. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Maybe on Valentine's Day, perhaps. And then this nightmare of a date in 1996. <sighs> I wonder what happened to it when the Death Eaters were in the village in seven. They sat down and had a nice cup of tea. So this sounds like my nightmare of a tea shop, if I'm honest, in this current state. Regular, I don't know. Like, when it's not Valentine's Day, I don't know how I would feel. But, like, I'd rather go to the Three Broomsticks as well, because that's just more my speed. I love So they sit shops. down at the last table. And, by the way, it's next to a steamy window. I am hot and uncomfortable just reading this. Anybody you think else? it's really warm? Is they saying like it's warm in I there? I think there's too many hot bodies in here. Mm. But Ugh. I feel like we don't even hear that many. We only hear Roger Davies, It's right? the last table. No, it's like a uh, packed place okay. is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, Meg. I, I just I feel think like I'd break that, a lot of things. Like yeah. this whole setup is just like unrealistic. Failure? Like this doesn't happen. I'm thinking, you know, Katie and I go on dates to coffee shops all the time and I've literally never sat next to a couple that's making out and we've gone to a coffee shop that had a special Valentine's Day menu. True. Never happened. True. Never happened. It's not a thing. I don't know. It's not a well, thing. People making out in public? You didn't go out for the nightlife? I'm really not. Here's my thing. <laughs> I'm old and I can't hear well. Literally. So like if I'm out at a bar and I'm like trying to chat people up, I literally am like, what? What? I have to lean really close to be like, and then smiling on I'm like, I have no idea what you just said. And then it kills any mood that's created. Oh, the mood. Um, well, I'll tell you about a mood. Roger Davies sitting with a pretty blonde girl and they're holding hands. The sight of this made Harry feel super uncomfortable. Danger, danger. 
And then he noticed that the shop was full of nothing but couples. Just wanted to remind everyone that Roger Davies went to the dance with um Floor. True. Huh? Floor. Yeah. Fleur Delacour. Who's also blonde. Flair. Say the thing. Flair. Floor. So Harry called her. Harry was wondering if Cho was going to expect him to hold her hand. Mm. I wanna hold your hand. I wanna oh. hold your Good hand. Good low note. Ryan. What can I get you, my dears? Said Madame okay. Puttyfoot, a very stout woman with a shiny black bun, squeezing between their table and Roger Davies with great difficulty. Cho orders two coffees for them, and before the coffee gets to the table, Roger Davies and the blonde girl start kissing over their sugar bowl, and Harry wished that they wouldn't. <laughs> I feel it. Yikes. I feel it. Sorry for yelling. That's a bingo card for someone, I'm sure. Harry felt that this was setting a standard and Cho was going to start expecting him to do things. And I kind of don't think that she would, because I don't think that's the kind of girl she is. Yeah. Not saying there's anything wrong with making out over, you know what I mean? I over your sugar bowl. Yeah. I don't have any problems with that, but like some people are more yeah. than others. Well, I I'm just think thinking like, he's so worried about it, but I, yeah. I like, I also take get his, that, take his worry out. I don't think she would. I don't know. That's just how I read her. But let me say this. I said, poor Harry. And this goes for everyone. Everyone. You do not have to do something that you are not comfortable with. Facts. Consent. You do not have to. It doesn't make you uncool. And it doesn't make you a snob. If you don't know what to say to someone, just say, I am not comfortable with that. Yep. Yeah. And if they can't take that answer, peace yourself out. Yeah, and you go. don't need that kind of negativity in your life. Consent yes. is vital we have a lot of young listeners Consent so key if you're not comfortable get on out of there like physically leave if you need to I yep. walk the other way mm -hmm. quote he felt his face growing hot and tried staring out the window but it was so steamed up that he could not see the street outside to postpone the moment when he had to look at Cho, he stared up at the ceiling as though examining the paintwork and received a handful of confetti in the face from <laughs> their hovering cherub. <sighs> there are a few more painful moments, and Cho mentions Umbridge, and Harry seizes the opportunity to have something to talk about rather than to focus on how everybody else in the tea shop is lovey-dovey or getting physical. He's been too much, you know? <sighs> So I don't know what I was trying to do with this quote here. But anyways, the subject of Umbridge had already been so thoroughly canvassed during the DA meetings that their chat did not last very long. Silence fell again. And Harry was very conscious of the slurping noises <laughs> coming from the table next door and cast wildly around for something else to say. So this is panic mode, Harry. And this is why he's, quote, tactless later on, according to Hermione. Um, I just want to say that I think that Universal missed out on an opportunity for a cute little tea shop here. And they should have made Madame Puttyfoots. So there's I want to see your tea shop. There's a storefront shop, shop. for Madame Puttyfoots, but it's fake. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's real. That would have been a Wait, great way. Wait, are you serious? Did you, Did you point this out to me before? What? 
Where's it by? Where's it by? It's in Hogsmeade, and it's like directly across from Dervish and Bangs slash Ollivanders, like next to the bathrooms, kind of in Hogsmeade. Okay, there's like a stretch of some storefronts. We ran there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember when we were gonna legit wet ourselves on that ride? Truly, yeah. yeah. I would have for sure. Yeah, uh, um, but it would. It would. They, they should do that. that. Yeah. They could have like, like a little bit of British tea. Because yeah. wait, you can't you can't get coffee except for at Starbucks. It's in City Walk, right? You can get coffee, I think, at Leaky Cauldron. And the three um, broomsticks. Oh, right? Or the three broomsticks, yeah. But but like hello. It's yeah, the I know, UK. It's like a, you could have done like a proper British tea and like done the little sandwiches dude, and had charge like a thousand dollars for it. I go honestly. You know, you have somebody so make much. me a British tea sandwich. I'm mm-hmm. just saying like I should work for them and they should listen to every mm-hmm. idea I give them. <laughs> have okay. you applied there? Yeah, I have. And I, I, I almost worked there the last time we moved down here, but then we ended up just moving back home. But I have not. Applied Why don't you just call them and be like, listen, I can fix you if you just, you know, hire me. <laughs> I can fix you. I mean, I'll tell like you what the people want. Laying off thousands of people. So I don't think that it now's the time, uh, but you know. Maybe yeah, probably next not. year. Maybe if they hired you, they wouldn't have to fire all those people. This is true. I could make um, them more money. You're not. Do proper wrong. British tea, yo. Charge $100 a person. That's what they do over oh, in England. Okay. The only thing, though, I don't think money British hungry. people like, they don't, I don't think they typically put honey in their tea, and that's my preferred sweetener for tea. But I'm tea. sure that they like would honey. provide it if you asked. Mm-hmm. I, do enjoy a, I do enjoy a good honey tea. It is very delish. Mm-hmm. I enjoy yeah. any tea. It just depends on my mood. But Which I really tea? love milk tea. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I don't know what milk, milk tea, tea is. Tonight. We should. Let's play um, Animal Crossing. Okay. Animal yes. Crossing and milk okay. tea. Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't do any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry asks Cho. <laughs> This is this is the thing he decided to bring up right now. <laughs> Would go oh. He's he's so desperate though, you guys. Oh. He asks Cho if she wants to come with him to the three broomsticks at lunchtime to meet Hermione. <laughs> and Cho no good. raises her eyebrows like, mm, what? I mean, this was just a bad idea. And Hermione, mm-hmm. I kind of was surprised with how pushy she was about. I mean, I get it because of the situation. Like, clearly, this interview is something that Harry has to do. It's important. But, like, Hermione knows how difficult it's been for Harry to, like, actually ask Cho out for this, like, whole thing to get set up. And Hermione, like, it's just weird to me how oblivious she is to the fact that she's literally asking Harry to come and meet her at the Three Broomsticks on his date day with Cho. I th- I think part of it is sometimes Hermione can be very, very like, narrow-sighted when it comes yeah. to things. Like, she's zeroing in on the fact that, like, what the article is going to do. But also, and we kind of talked about this, I think, last episode how I would feel if I like was on a date with a guy and then he's like, Oh, we're going to go meet my friend. So like Harry and Hermione see it. Like they are, don't see themselves in like that. I want to date you kind of thing. But like for Cho, she doesn't see it that way. She's like, Oh, yeah. so you're going to meet another girl. Yeah, on our date. It's literally for Hermione's mind and Harry's mind. It would be the same as him going and meeting like Ron yeah, or yeah. Right. Neville so or whoever. I think they're just not, 
thinking in that aspect Her, being like, oh, it also a little bad that like you're on a date with me and now you're going to like. I can go with you, but like, we're going to meet the girl. Like think about her mindset in this situation as well. Talking about show, think about where they're at, the memories that are flooding her, you know, who's on her mind all the time. She's already highly like she's on a emotion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we always have to keep that in mind. So people are like, well, she freaked out, whatever. It's like, you have to consider. I don't everything i don't think she overreacted personally and i'm gonna talk about that in like a few points from now but yeah if you think about it too like because hermione is talking about like and it makes me think of like her in the movie when she's talking about like all the things that show must be feeling like when you're 16 anyways because she's a year older than harry you're everything is raging you know what i mean like your hormones are raging everything's happening she's 16 years old she lost her boyfriend last year she has no one to talk about it really she's on a date with this guy that she likes she's probably feeling all these things about like should i like him i kind of liked him last year and then all of these things they have all of this shared history together and then there's so many emotions going on on a first date anyways and then you find out like he doesn't really want to talk about what you want to talk about on that sensitive subject. And also he's going to go meet his friend afterwards. Like a lot of, a lot of emotions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Meg. So clearly based on Cho's reaction to Harry asking this, she had thought that they were meant to spend the whole day at Hogsmeade together because Harry, I think it was earlier in this chapter when like Hermione first approached him he was like, well, I don't really know, you know, like what Cho's expecting us to do. Like, maybe it'll be OK. Maybe it won't. Well, clearly Cho thought that they were going to spend all day. She's annoyed. And she had a cold tone to her voice and she looked rather forbidding. Um, so they spent a few more minutes in silence and Roger Davies and his girlfriend seemed to be <laughs> glued together by the lips. Um, <laughs> and. Cho's hand is just lying on the table beside her coffee and Harry felt a mounting pressure to take hold of it. Um, and he kept I'm telling... I'm sorry, he what, Megan? <laughs> fast a mounting pressure. <laughs> felt a mounting pressure. <laughs> I was typing quickly. Um, he kept telling himself, just do it. And he had mingled panic and excitement surge in his chest. So I think that this meant Aww. he really did want to do it. He's just very anxious and nervous. And this is just like a an awfully awkward first date for both of them. Um, So I also like how he compared catching a snitch to holding her hand. Like, why is it, why is it so easy for me to just like reach out and grab a snitch, but I can't move my hand 12 inches to grab this girl's hand. It's just like such a very hairy description. No, yeah, for sure. Um, I agree. Uh, Why are you laughing? (laughs) Reach out and grab a snitch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It makes me like so. And like, I feel like as the only single person on this podcast, I like totally get like that whole bundle of nerves. And I obviously I'm sure y'all have gone. I get so butterflies. But like almost like, oh, my gosh. Um, And does he want to kiss me or like, are we going to hold hands? Like what's going to happen? Dude. Dates can be. I don't miss it. So Cho is, I think this is pretty awkward, but she's like staring at Roger Davies and then says to Harry, he asked me out, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Roger, 
I turned him down, though. And I think that this was kind of her way of clapping back at the fact that they're about yes. to go and meet Hermione. So she was just kind of being a little bit petty, which I get it. It's fine. I mean, she doesn't understand do her. The same thing. Him. Yep. I just think she doesn't understand him and Hermione's relationship. Correct. I, so, I absolutely not. I think for her, like, it's just a little bit threatening. And I, yeah. I get it. Like Hermione and Harry, there's nothing really between them. Um, but like, I would literally me show. with all my guy friends. Yeah. yeah well, like literally nothing there, like strict friendship. And some people don't understand that. Yeah. Like they think girls and guys can't just be platonic friends. You know what I mean? It's like, well, let me so tell bogus. you, as somebody who married a woman, it is possible for a girl to just be <laughs> friends with a guy. <laughs> Good. I, I, honestly, I can see it from both perspectives. Um, but if you like if you sometimes if you don't have friendships like that, it's harder for you to understand, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But just saying. Yeah. Um, so Cho then says after, you know, her little clap back with Roger Davies, then just dives right into it and goes, I came in here with Cedric last year. And it kind of took Harry a second to take in what exactly she had just said. And his insides just kind of turned to this like glacial feeling. Uh, glacial. I get that. Yeah. Like it just like icy cold. Like, oh God, yeah. what are we? Why are we talking about this? I don't whole, want to talk about it. A whole penguin habitat in there. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> and then she asks him, I've been meaning to ask you for ages. Did, did Cedric, did he mention me at all before he died? Yikes. Um, and Harry is not even ready to discuss this moment at all, let alone with Cho. This is like a herd of awkward turtles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like this is a hard conversation to have. And we've talked about this too with Harry not um not being the great greatest communicator. And this would be hard even for someone that's great at communicating. You know what I mean? Like that's something yep. tough that you went through. It's traumatic. Um and I feel like even though like he says he talked to Ron and Hermione about it, like does he really? I feel yeah. like not that much. Ish. Yeah. yeah. He talked a lot. For I think he gave them what he could happened yeah. without like super details. And he certainly doesn't tell them that he thinks about this all the time. Yeah. Dreams yeah. about it all the time. Yeah. I mean, maybe not right now because he's dreaming about the Department of Mysteries, but still mm-hmm. like over the summer. Mm-hmm. From Diggory to Doors. Oh, <laughs> Katie. <laughs> uh just personally yep. personally though like i think that this is proof that cho clearly is not ready to date and mm. that the wizarding world needs therapy because both cho mm. and harry need it so desperately um and yes. and i understand why cho would turn to harry for this because in her mind He's really her last connection to Cedric. Um, Not that she couldn't like still be friends potentially with Cedric's friends, but he was a seventh year, right? Or was he sixth year? He was a seventh year. So so Mm -hmm. most of his friends, friends probably have graduated and aren't even there. So like literally potentially her last connection is Harry. And um, 
she doesn't know Harry enough yet to know that this is not something Harry would be willing to talk about. Cause, cause realistically Mm -hmm. like he, yeah, he says that he, you know, like talks to Ron and Hermione about it, but, but like Sarah said, like, does he really? Um, Mm -hmm. So like, I just, I just think that this is proof that again, we've said it a million times. Clearly these kids need therapy for something that happened. Both of them have PTSD. Cho probably has depression, like needs help. And Harry just goes, well, no, he said quietly, there wasn't time for him to say anything. Um, so do you get to see a lot of Quidditch in the holidays? You support the tornadoes, right? And he is just trying to redirect the conversation because he's like, whoa, first of all, I don't really want to talk about your dead boyfriend on top of the fact that I don't want to talk about your dead boyfriend that I saw die. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just a lot of heavy. Um, mm-hmm. And she is crying again. Well, I, I mean, she has tears in her eyes and Harry just looks desperate. And, and I think he really does feel bad because clearly she wants to talk about this and clearly he Mm -hmm. doesn't and he feels like he's being put in a spot to almost like be her therapist and he needs it just as much as she does so it's like yes they could talk together and try and like have a conversation together but also like they're both only 16 how do they help each other with this they don't know like they're Mm -hmm. not emotionally stable enough to like give advice to the other and um Harry basically just kind of like please with her, like, please, let's let's not talk about Cedric right now. Like, let's talk about something else. Um, And I just want to say that I think Harry absolutely did the right thing here, like for for his mental health and for Cho's mental health in the long run. They they need to talk. It was not the right time or setting. You know what I mean? Um, You you don't want to have the conversation when you're like in the middle of a tea shop where it's super crowded especially when you're feeling hurt by someone yeah Yeah. like he like didn't mean to hurt her and then she clapped back meaning to kind of like dig at him a little bit Mm -hmm. and that's you don't it's it's so it's like continuing like an argument where you know you just need to take a break break and like get your head straight Mm mm-hmm um yeah but when you're 15 you don't yeah right? yeah exactly it's so hard yeah. because it's like i know how much cho is going through but like you know as an outsider i'm like uh maybe that should have been like an end of the date kind of conversation well, I, or like, like another I, day conversation i feel like maybe cho thought yeah. that she maybe cho felt closer to harry than harry felt to cho because maybe. of dumbledore's army and and harry is just kind of oblivious and you know like he's teaching the da he's not necessarily i mean not that he doesn't know cho but like definitely in my opinion doesn't know her well enough to like talk this deep already on date one you know what i mean i but i don't think she planned on going and talking talking about about, talking about cedric going i think it was strictly because Because of the hermione meeting well i think because she mentioned him being like oh you know roger davies asked me here a couple weeks ago yeah and about and then she's like i've also been here with cedric and then she's thinking now it's now he's in the forefront of her mind yeah so it just happened and she's like i'm just gonna ask because she's probably been wanting to talk to harry and she's like now it's just the two of us and we i've now mentioned him and he's now the again in front of my head like mine so i'm gonna bring him up yeah um, it's one of those like anxiety I. brain you scared things. me and I don't know why I literally get a chill being like what I thought there was a noise coming from behind me. <laughs> Katie and I are over 
Chance songs. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the whole situation with Cho was just kind of like anxiety brain, as I kind mm-hmm. of like sure. to call it, where like. You know, you can like say one word and it will trigger this like whole massive line of thoughts within like a second in your brain. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're in a different place and then you say something and the person across from you is like, whoa, where did you go? Where did you come from Mm -hmm. with like that topic? You know, and call those mm -hmm. bad shower thoughts. Yeah. And her brain is just in in the clouds. She's she's just not ready to be dating. She's just not over it yet. And I think that um, I mean, as as much as like it sucks to be in this situation, uh, it also I think really is the best for both of them that this was kind of all that happens. Like, Cho gets really upset basically at the fact that Harry is like, I don't want to talk about Cedric, and um, she's like full on crying now, and she's like, I thought I thought you'd understand. I need to talk about it. Surely you need to talk about it too. I mean, you saw it happen, didn't you? And then in my notes, I was just like, red alert, red alert. This is going bad. Like, (laughs) this is like down the tubes. Bad date. Not coming back to being better. You can like Um, feel it spiraling. But I will say like, she's not wrong. Like I, she does, he does. They both need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I, I just think that if the setting was different, if they were both maybe alone in, like where they do the DA meetings and stuff or like just somewhere a little bit more open with they're not crowded in a, a, a coffee shop or whatever. Um, yeah. Just, you know, I emotions. do a little bit more like in an intimate setting where you can like be free to have a conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think t- I really like what Kendra just said in the chat too. Like, I do think that Cho forgets that like, yes, she went through a lot with Cedric dying, but like, Harry was literally there firsthand Mm -hmm. and his trauma is honestly even worse than hers. Mm -hmm. Not to like compare traumas like they're both bad, but but he was there and saw it happen. And I I just think that sometimes it's difficult to put yourself in the other person's shoes and truly understand um, their trauma. Uh, Sometimes people just don't do a good job at that. And and because Cho has trauma as well right now it makes it even harder for her to try to comprehend Harry's trauma, you know, for sure. So for sure, it's just a tangled web of, I mean, that's, that's why they don't end up together pretty much, you know, and me and Meg were talking earlier today about like why Ginny works so much better for Harry because he doesn't have to explain himself. Yeah. Well, and I think part of that too is like once Ginny gets over like the whole not talking to him thing, like they, uh, their conversation flows better. And I think part of it is because like they were friends, not to say him and two aren't friends, but like they, I don't know. In my experience, like I've always had a great, if I'm having great conversations with you, it's going to make everything easier. And like when I struggle to have a conversation with someone and like, think of what to say, then in my head, I'm like, all right, well, this isn't working and it's not going to work, but I don't know. That's just my perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the, Harry then again mentions Hermione saying, well, I did talk about it with Ron and Hermione. And I say, to be fair, he does also mention Ron, which I think, you know, should be proof that like he's talking about them on the same level. They're his friends. He's talking. He's talked to both Ron and Hermione, but Cho's not going to hear that because, you know, she's upset and that's understandable. 
Um, so she goes, oh, you'll talk to Hermione Granger, she said shrilly, her face now shining with tears, and several more kissing couples broke apart to stare. But you Ugh. won't talk to me. Perhaps it would be, be it would be best if we just just paid and you went and met up with Hermione Granger like you obviously want to. And Harry is just bewildered like he just you know I feel like he felt it spiraling and at this point he's just like what just happened I don't know how to fix this um she tells him to leave and that she didn't understand why he asked her out in the first place if he's just going to make other arrangements to meet other girls right after her and how many is he meeting after Hermione which I think is a little bit of a low blow but again she's upset so I would probably have said the same thing. I agree. I probably would have as well. (laughs) Um, So she storms out and he pays and follows her, tries to follow her, but it's now like raining really heavily out. She's nowhere to be seen. Um, And he just decides that he's going to book it and run towards the three broomsticks. And, and he goes, women he muttered angrily what did she want to talk about cedric for anyway why does she always want to drag up a subject that makes her act like a human hose pipe <laughs> oh, <laughs> and i just said lol Gosh. harry and i said you know he's a bit upset about how that went but let's remember to blame it on the wizarding world's lack of therapy and not on women okay okay yeah. thanks harry yeah also everyone's allowed to cry men yeah. women whomever humans you have tear ducts cry yeah for sure okay to cry i have lots of tear quacks yeah okay (laughs) me too uh so harry runs to the three broomsticks and when he walks in he spots haggard in the corner looking morose morose that's a interesting word it is more less rose okay Poor Harry. More roast? I did say Ooh. tear quacks. Thank you for asking for clarification. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's not oh. having a good day. At all. Neither is Hagrid. No. Um, so I think Harry sees Hagrid and he thinks like, cool, gonna get some ground to this day and not feel so weird and be able to just like <laughs> talk and forget what just happened. So he heads over to Hagrid. He sits next to him. He says, hi, Hagrid. And Hagrid jumps. Um, it's almost like he doesn't even recognize Harry. And he has two new cuts on his face and more bruises. Ugh. So Hagrid's like, oh, it's, it's just you. Like, are you all right? And Harry, in true Harry fashion, lies and says, I'm fine. Um, plus, he thinks like next to a beat up and very sad looking Hagrid. I don't really think I have much to complain about. So he's like, are you Okay. And Hagrid says, me? Oh, yeah, I'm Grand Harry. Grand. So he uh, sits there gazing into his uh, bucket of mug. And oh Harry's God. really not too sure what to say. They just kind of like sit there in silence. So Harry's really uh, not hitting it off of these conversations today whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and Hagrid's in a strange mood. And I'm going to read it just because like uh, it really is strange. I mean, we know because we know what happens but for harry this just has to be totally out of left field then hagrid said abruptly in the same boat you and me aren't we harry er said harry (laughs) yeah i've said it before (laughs) both outsiders like said hagrid (laughs) nodding wisely 
And or and both orphans. Yeah, both orphans. He took a great swig from his tankard. Makes a difference having a decent family, he said. My dad was decent, and your mom and dad were decent. If they'd lived, life would have been different, eh? Yeah, I suppose, said Aww, Harry cautiously. This makes me sad. I know. Hagrid seemed to be in a very strange mood. <sighs> family, said Hagrid gloomily. Whatever you say, blood's important. And he wiped a trickle out of it, trickle of it out of his eye. Hmm. Super sad. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that statement, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, family can be blood, but it can also be chosen. I'll just say that. I have a lot of chosen family members. Mm -hmm. I have no family. I'm cutting everybody off. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, I honestly, I feel like now more than ever. So true. Chosen family. Uh, Where was I? Oh, so Harry can't help himself from asking like, Hagrid, where did you get all those entries? And Hagrid is... He's Hagrid. Like, dude couldn't lie if you paid him. But he's also, like, he's drunk. <laughs> that's true. He's like, what injuries? And he brushes it off. He's like, oh, those are just normal bumps and bruises. I got a rough job. Like, Hagrid, I've known you I for love five years now, and nothing of your job has caused you to look the way you look. Like, clearly, you're, you're lying. Um, so he finishes his drink. He gets up. He tells Harry, I'll be seeing you. Take care. And he lumbers out into the rain looking wretched. Wretched, wretched. The poor guy, wretched. Um, I just because he's obviously consuming some beverages. I have a book that is. Oh, we should make this into stuff. That is like a bunch of um, cocktails that are inspired by into stuff, the books and whatnot. And yeah. one there's a recipe for like a Hagrid drink, and it's literally like um, the serving size is Hagrid. So it's like, get like 20 cups of this. And then there's like a note. It's like, please don't consume it. Like you need to cut it like in like one sixteenth or something crazy like that. It would be like a normal size drink. We can do that. (laughs) We can vlog that. Yeah. You can have have to get it out of wherever it is. (laughs) Cocktail buckets. Honestly, the reason you haven't seen it on YouTube is because I just remembered I own this book right now <laughs> look at that <laughs> good things to come <laughs> or not <laughs> or not we might forget about it we don't again. know if they're good we haven't ha- tried them yet they could be terrible terrible interesting things to come i also found my candy thermometer hey it's hiding in plain sight i'm not lying excited to make frozen butterbeer again i might make it this weekend i'm not i'm not enjoying that i'm sorry other people will enjoy it make it for <laughs> our party day yes make i'm gonna forget how to do it by next weekend so <laughs> you don't even know how to do it. you're gonna watch that video to see how many times you threw in the butter i know exactly I'll how tell much you approximately, thank approximately you very 25. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so back to sad feelings so harry watches him leave and he feels miserable he just blew a date um his best dude Hagrid's feeling sad. So he's thinking to himself, he's like, so Hagrid's unhappy. He's clearly hiding something. He won't accept any help. Like I've asked him what's going on. Ron and Hermione have asked him what's going on, Uh, but he can't think much more on it because someone calls his name and he looks over and it's Hermione. And maybe again, he's probably thinking like, cool, let's start this day over again. And then he goes over there and he doesn't notice until he's closer that she's not alone. She's at a table with none other than Luna Lovegood and Rita Skeeter. 
Oh, Rita. 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 <laughs> She's another name that Florence likes to say. You know, there's news commander. Rita. There's Rita. Oh, Rita. You know her. Rita. She bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> bugs. <laughs> Remus. He's a lovely man. Remus. Um, so Hermione is like, oh, you're early. I thought you were going to be at least another hour. So clearly she thinks Harry's got game. Harry does not have game. Um, and Rita, <laughs> Harry does not have game. Is that what you said? I feel yeah. like, I feel like if someone was like, oh, you're super early. Like I, you were on a date and it ended early. Typically not a good sign. Right. Like, I don't know <laughs> if I'd call that out, but, um, of course, Rita, her ears perk up right away. She's like, whoa, Cho, is this a girl? Um, and she immediately goes to open her bag, which is still the same. She still has her crocodile skin handbag. She still has that acid green quick quotes quill, like nothing's changed. Um, and Hermione right away is like, it's none of your business if Harry's been with a hundred girls. So you can put that away right now. Um, that was for the green that no one blinged for. I thought it was for the hundred. So the oh yeah. We haven't done there you a, get bell to. In a while. I feel like in episodes we haven't done a bell. I forgot what it sounded like. It's on the floor to I your did. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it said in the book that it looked as though Rita had been forced to swallow stink, stink sap. She snapped her bag shut again. So let's do a fun she recap. Smells like stink sap. On stink sap. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's a gosh. magical green fluid that smells like rancid manure. Oh. Also, it's contained in some plants like Mimbulus mimbletonia, which is that's the first time I've ever oh, said that yeah. word correctly. Go me. All right. So Hermione. Go yes. Katie. Hermione. Go Katie. Go Katie. Go. Thank you. Thank you. So clearly Hermione has a major hold over Rita. Obviously, we know that, but like it's just like you can see it big time. Super blackmail. So Harry is suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. suspicious. And he's like, Hermione, what are you up to? And Rita's like, I'd like to know that too. Little Miss Perfect hasn't told me anything about what's going on. Um, And from the book, unemployment did not suit Rita. The hair that had once been set in elaborate curls now hung lank and unkempt around her face. The scarlet paint on her two-inch talons were chipped and there were a couple of false jewels missing from her winged glasses she's struggling some long nails struggling yeah that's talons talons but does rita have long talons (laughs) (laughs) is that from from something yeah i never watched that movie I watched part of it, and people are going to hate me for this, but I didn't find the parts I found, watched funny. What part was it? I don't know. Probably halfway through. Like, watch the first half. Ooh. See, Meg didn't like no it bro. either. <laughs> That's offensive. I didn't like <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite the first time I watched it, but then when I watched it again, I was like, wow, what was wrong with me? This is hilarious. You and then I out... watched Borat with you guys, oh and God. I didn't find that really funny There's at all. another Borat There's coming out. There's another one coming. Did you see the preview? <laughs> He brings his daughter to America to find her a husband. It's, yeah. It looks oh uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, Rita tries to ask Harry about Cho. Hermione shuts that down real quick. She's like, if you say one more word about Harry's love life, 
the deal's off. And Rita's like, <laughs> what deal? You haven't even told me what it is. You just told me to turn up. And she's like, oh, one of these days. And Hermione's like, yeah, whatever. One of these days you're going to write more terrible things about me and Harry. Like, I don't care. Quote, find someone who cares. Why don't you? Um, but Rita's like, they've run plenty of horrible stories about Harry this year without my help. And then, of course, going back to like the like bad side of journalism that she is. She's like, how has that made you feel, Harry? Betrayed, distraught, misunderstood. Um I like that Hermione doesn't let him speak, though, because she either knows that Harry is like, how do I react to this? Or he's going to mm-hmm. get fired up because he's already pretty angsty this year. Fired up. Fired up. So he's like, or she's like, he obviously feels angry um, because Harry's already told Fudge the truth and Fudge is too much of an idiot to believe him. Uh, quote, so you actually stick to it, do you? That he who must not be named is back, said Rita, lowering her glass and subjecting Harry to a piercing stare while her finger strayed longingly to the clasp of her crocodile bag. You stand by all this garbage Dumbledore has been telling everybody about you-know-who returning, and you being the sole witness? I wasn't the sole witness, snarled Harry. There were a dozen odd ethi- <laughs> A dozen odd death eaters <laughs> there as well. Want their names. <laughs> what did you say? I don't even know. <laughs> odd ethi- death eaters. <sighs> Kate. So Rita right then is like, oh, I would love that. And she looks at Harry like he's the most beautiful thing she's ever seen. Because imagine her (laughs) releasing these names of these people that crazy Harry Potter has seen. Um, And she even starts coming up with a headline. A great bold headline. Potter accuses. A subheading. Harry Potter names Death Eaters still among us. And then beneath (laughs) a nice big photograph of you. Disturbed teenage survivor of you know who's attack. (laughs) Harry Potter. 15. Caused outrage yesterday by accusing respectable and prominent members of the wizarding community of being Death Eaters. She got his age right. Nice. Props she did. Props this time. Harry Potter, 12. <laughs> Harry Potter, uh, age 12. I mean, I wouldn't call him disturbed, though. She, on the other half. Mm, yeah. On the other half? What is, is that? How, I'm like, like, I said that. I'm like, I don't think that's... On uh, the other half. <laughs> <laughs> is it because I'm your your other half? Sure. Uh, I was like, that sure. doesn't sound right. Sure. On the <laughs> other half. <laughs> on the other half of the sandwich, there's Death Eaters. And, and they're respectable and prominent members of the wizarding community. That doesn't mean they're good. Just because they're allegedly respectable and prominent. And prominent. Still be racist and be quoted like that, which obviously she's doing air quotes. You can't see her. <laughs> just saying. Oh, just they're on the terrible first. Jilly sign. Oh, well, like, well, like. <laughs> so Rita actually has her quick quotes quill in her hand. Like she's actually excited about this, like ready to do it. Um, but then the excitement just is wiped from her face, and she's like, "But of course." Little Miss Perfect wouldn't want that story out there, would she? And Hermione goes, as a matter of fact, that's exactly what Little Miss Perfect does want. What? What's going on? I I like that you told yourself in your notes to say that. If I don't, it wouldn't have happened. And I wanted to say it. No, I like it it says, say what? And you just said what? (laughs) What? You're welcome. What's going on? All oh, right. My God. So there's someone in the chat with my name. So hello. You see it right there? Mm. Oh, yeah. Literally my name. Not the only one. That ain't you. Um, 
Harry and Rita are both surprised that Hermione wants Rita to publish what Harry is going to be saying about he who must not be named. That's Voldemort. Um, the true story, all of the facts, exactly as Harry reports him. He'll give you all the details. He'll tell you the names of the undiscovered Death Eaters he saw there. He'll tell you what Voldemort looks like. Oh, now get a grip. And that's a quote from Hermione. So she's not pleased about Rita's reaction to her saying his name. She literally like flips a cup on herself or something, you know, because she's like, ah, you said the name just points out that Rita's the coward. Um, and so then Rita points out that the prophet won't print whatever she writes about Harry, like what that he says, because no one's going to believe his story and everyone already thinks that he's delusional. Mm. Um, but she can write a story with that angle though. So like, she can write that, you know, she, I could talk about, she can write that. uh, <laughs> yeah, I could, I, I could, I can make him crazy or than he is. And then Hermione t- is not pleased. And she's like, we don't need another story like that. Um, she's like, I want him to have a chance to tell the honest truth of what happened that night. So the more quotes from the book, there's no market for a story like that. Said Rita coldly, you mean the prophet won't print it because fudge won't let them said Hermione irritably. Rita gave Hermione a long, hard look, then leaning forward across the table towards her in a very, or she said in a business like tone. All right. Fudge is leaning on the prophet, but it comes to the same thing. They won't print a story that shows Harry in a good light. Nobody wants to read it. It's against the public mood. Against this last, the public mood. This last Azkaban breakout has got people quite worried enough. People just don't want to believe you know who's back. What a terrible, dangerous way to live. But truly. Without what's actually and happening. Like, I was writing this and I was trying to find like real articles about like things in the media in real time life. And like, I couldn't find exactly what I wanted it to like, tell me, mm-hmm. but basically like reading this section, the only source of their news is the daily profit. And if they're yeah. being forced by the government to tell what the government wants them to tell, uh, yes. that's scary. As far as we know, like we only uh, know of the quibbler and people think that's garbage anyway. And what kind of, you know, events are like, they, this is like the biggest number one. Like there's about. no other, like yeah. what's the daily profits competition, which oh, weekly which seems weekly. to me, what like, that seems like a, to me to be like a better homes and gardens kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. and, like, and really yeah. like they, they talk about, cause I kind of like looked up, um, and really the biggest two are the daily profit and the quibbler. So like in a, two seconds, I'm going to talk about how like they're talking about, the quibbler and Luna saying like her dad prints like things that he thinks are important that the public needs to know. But even we've seen Hermione and we're going to see Rita being like, that's rubbish stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even line my like uh, garden with the kind of thing. So because they're publishing things in the quibbler that might seem, um, super out there like theoretical or like just based Quibbler in, to me seems to be like a um hoax ta- kind of tabloid thing. yes so they're not necessarily going to believe the facts that come out of there but they're thinking that the daily prophet is writing true factual information but if fudge is leaning on the prophet if the man that's in charge of their government is telling mm-hmm. what news he wants out in mm-hmm. the public very scary 
Yeah. Just saying that's terrifying. So the chat is going on to talk about how, you know, we have Witch Weekly, we have the Quibbler. Mm-hmm. But as far as like everyday news, uh, political news, things like this. Mm-hmm. It's really just I the guess Daily in, Prophet. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. in my mind, you know. It, they get it, it every day. It's the daily paper. You know what I mean? It's just not the same. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like when we hear about the quibbler, you know, everybody's going on these adventures. It's like, you know, are we hunting down Bigfoot and yeah, yeah, you know, all this well, kind of stuff. And and I think right now that we live in an odd time of newspapers aren't like a huge thing. They were like we when we were kids. Where like you'd have the plain dealer, like the one in Cleveland, mm-hmm. like every single day. Now they don't. Well, I don't even know if they're really like a thing. You know what I mean? You're getting all of this new information online. Mm-hmm. People are sharing information on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Half the time, it's incorrect information, and things need to be fact checked. But people believe what they read. And like I was gonna say, I the remember, Daily Prophet is like social media news. That's yeah. The like I remember now. Marty <laughs> having a conversation like a couple years ago. There was like a guy that he was like in in the business of like reporting and then realized he made more money selling fake news like incorrect information he's like but i'm he make made a crazy amount more doing that so he's like why would i stop and you know but here's here's the thing you have no conscience and at the end of the Mm -hmm. day you have to live with the things that you've done and that's what i don't get excuse me we can delete this if you'd like and that's what i don't get about people who are putting these things out on social media saying all these things on these different news programs at the end of the day you have to go and you have to be able to sleep with what you have done and who you are and i am so over it and i hope that your conscience is clean at the end of the day and i will say to (laughs) you looking at me in the eye bless your heart but truly like it's so it's so aggravating um where when you've seen people share things that they read once on the internet and they're like well it must be true it's like and like so over it most a lot of news places like is is biased so really like if you want to be well informed you want to read from a couple of different sources and there's great websites out there that help you find unbiased news information npr is a great one (sighs) Just and like it's just an easy NPR. one out there for people to look up. NPR is great. It's frustrating too, like when when something happens and they can label. Depending on if if like a crime happened and they pick someone's mugshot versus like someone's high school yearbook picture mm-hmm. and paint a whole different picture of how this person lived, it's just insane and can be very frustrating at times. Um, and and as much as like, yes, it's frustrating that there's a lot of fake news out there and you really truly need to fact check the information, especially if you're getting it off of the, I said the Instagram, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, fact check. But, but now also, TikTok, TikTok's legit. Well, <laughs> all of, all of the social media, you know what I mean? And even no, on the know, internet, but like, we're also in a great time where it's relatively easy for you to fact check information. You know what I mean? Um, so don't believe everything you hear. I don't even know what I was talking about. It's just frustrating for me and and a huge, huge, huge red red flag when you hear that their daily news source is being forced to write what the government wants them to write. Mm -hmm. That is not right. The people should be informed. The people should know all the facts and then choose what they want to do with that information. They should not be told lies and incorrect information. Agreed. Yeah. (laughs) Just... Just makes sense. It has really, though, honestly, like the 
the fake news, the social media news, it has like so seriously divided our world. It is insane. And if anybody wants to watch a very interesting documentary on how social media really is created to show you bias, I highly recommend watching The Social Dilemma. Yep. It will make you question a lot of what you do, but it is really important, I think, to limit yourself on social media and understand um, understand what your limits should be. Um, I recently put shout out to my friend Regine because we've been talking about social media a lot and how it just cutting it out at certain times is really just good for your mental health. And um, a really cool feature on iPhone is you can actually put app limits on things. So I've put like a 45 minute, one hour, like picked certain apps that I think I spend too much time on. And I've put an app limit on them so that a pop up will come up once I have like five minutes left on the app for the day. And you can always override it. But like, it will tell you like it'll gray out the app and it'll say you've reached your quota for the day. Like you shouldn't go on this app anymore. And it just is really helpful um, to try to get you to do other things besides mindlessly scroll on social media, because that is what the social media companies want you to do. And that's mm -hmm. how they determine what ads they're going to put in front of your face and the amount of information that they have on you just from you scrolling and how long you pause on something. If you hit the play button on a video, if you comment on something, if you share something, it is all saved and it is straight up, uh, you know, like determined what is what they're going to show you next. And that's how you can fall down. TikTok is a great example for that because they do it really well, where like you'll literally fall into like different versions of tiktok right like you'll be on the you'll be on the political tiktok you'll be on draco tiktok you'll be on you know all of these draco but, but like you'll go down rabbit holes and like it will just continue showing things that you mm -hmm. want to see um and that includes media bias so if you constantly yeah. are clicking those those articles for the federalist.com or like crazy like left wing or right wing sites that are like way out there sharing conspiracy theories and stuff it's going to keep showing you those things and it's just going to be ingrained in your mind and you're going to think that these things are true and they're not and like all these conspiracy theories are going to be thrust in front of you and it is just crazy so anyway i highly recommend app limits iphone does it it's just like a built-in feature in your settings you can say, I want to give myself an hour on TikTok a day. I want to give myself 45 minutes on TikTok a day or on Instagram a day or whatever. Um, and I just um, I did it and I'm still at the point where I'm realizing that I'm going and looking for it to do it after I've hit my limit. <laughs> so it's like I'm trying to like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, like find your balance. No, like it's it's like I'm. It's like I'm um, weaning weaning myself off of it because it's mm, like, mm -hmm. OK, it's grayed out. I can't go on it. Um, but five minutes later, I'll open up my phone and I'll go back to Instagram. I'll be like, shoot, I can't go on it. It's grayed out. <laughs> so it's like you just have to, um, you know, just have to get used to it and try to uh, mm -hmm. remember to try other things.
It's literally yeah, some, on learning. Sometimes behavior. I gotta remember to look up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. here's a good way to think of it. Can you imagine how many books you have would have read yes. if you would have only limited your social media well, to an hour a day? Yeah. And you know what's crazy though is like I um, was gonna talk about this at the end of the podcast, but like I picked up just because I had been busy <laughs> with life, um, and I hadn't read Dragon Reborn, so it's the third book of the Wheel of Time series since be very beginning of august i mean like august like third yeah um and i finally like got the ebook on my phone and was done in three days Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. like instead of scrolling on the apps i was reading the book and i had half half of the book to go through which was i don't know a couple hundred pages maybe 400 pages Mm -hmm. yeah just got to remember to look up from your screens. Remember mm-hmm. to fact check what you're reading on the internet, especially if something seems odd. Um, and and as far as apps go, I feel like Instagram is the best one. I agree. I agree. I, yeah, I agree. It's I, the one that makes me less anxious. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't make me anxious Facebook at gives all. gives me massive anxiety some days. If, if it gives me anything, it's just Instagram is like the comparison game that you don't want to get sucked into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes I get annoyed because like I feel like I follow a couple of people that like are are like quote influencers that kind of have like the same type mm-hmm. of like um like Instagram page kind of thing. So like when a brand is doing like it's their thing to yeah, do like everyone's talking about stuff. like whatever. So I like skip a lot of those, but mm-hmm. um I know, like, I recently deleted a bunch of people off of my Facebook. Um, I didn't realize. I, like, deleted, like, 25 people. You know, someone the other day, someone the other day put something about, I don't know, it was probably about COVID. And they were like, if you don't believe blah, 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 then go ahead and hit the unfriend button. And guess what it did? (laughs) Yeah, I I was friends with some people I used to work with that are older people that i'm like well, i don't care I'll what see you're you later like, or not yeah it doesn't matter to me and then there's just some people that like i think have deleted their facebooks so they were like if they come if they come back to facebook like you'll still be friends with them i was like eh, i don't need to be true so, very true it's kind of refreshing <sighs> yeah um so harry potter long story short <laughs> it's all the yeah. same. just fact check your stuff you know and um, i just want to tell people last thing about social media don't feel bad about unfriending people like I agree, yeah. do not feel bad, even if it's family. You can, you don't need well, to be friends with them from across Facebook. the street. It's I, fine. I will say, yeah. I do have family members that I've just unfollowed instead of unfriended. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, I have no qualms with doing that either. Mm-hmm. Um, because you really, at the end of the day, need to do what's best for you. So yeah. if you need to mute people, mute groups, mute whatever, um, ah, you gotta do, you gotta do you, um. And really, like, there's times where, like, I've taken massive social media breaks where I'm off of all of it for, mm-hmm. like, weeks on end because, like, I just mm-hmm. need to step back, need to stop being on my phone so much. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, let's go talk about some more sad stuff about the paper being dumb. <laughs> dumb. So, obviously, Hermione is not pleased about hearing, really, her... Or I should say not hearing, but confirming the fact that the government is um, meddling with the media. And so she's stating that the she states like, oh, so the prophet is just there to tell the public what they want to hear. Oh, nay, nay. Mm-hmm. And this is what um, Rita says to her. And this is a quote. The prophet exists to sell itself, you silly girl. 
I don't care for her and her tone of voice. Um, so let's talk about the Daily Prophet. <laughs> so it's a wizarding newspaper. It's based in London, England. It's the primary source of news for British and Irish wizards. So not only for like England, mm-hmm. but also Ireland. One paper. I think they might also have like little papers, but who knows? It's not really super stated. She like mentions a little bit later on to Luna. Um, she's just not a nice person. Not Luna. We all know Luna's like an Who, angel. Rita? Yeah. Well, yeah. Ugh. Um, she mentions like, oh, does he like work, run like a small local paper or something like that? And she's like, no, he doesn't as a matter of fact. Um, so th- because of the newspaper's ability to influence the minds of many in the British and Irish wizarding community, it has been known to print slanted content at the request of the minister of magic. That should not be a thing. <clears throat> Um, in an effort to publicize the ministry's preferred version of ongoing events and political agendas. Again, this should not be a thing. Unfortunately, the prophet does not seem to have a lot of journalistic integrity as it has been known to be more concerned about sales than the factual accuracy and reporting of ongoing events. The paper features a morning and evening edition and the later of which is called the evening prophet. The weekend edition is called the Sunday prophet. Um, and this is all I'm reading this from the wikia. Additional news bulletins can be delivered quickly when important newsworthy events occur. As news changes, an addition may magically change too, or over the course of, that's really cool, or over the course of the day, probably by means of a protean charm. Um, really like that. And then this is saying, so like this says there's only one wizarding newspaper in Britain, discounting such small circulation publications as the Quibbler, the Daily Prophet, whose her, I almost said hurricanes. Headquarters are in Diagon Alley. It's delivered by an owl. Owl. Wow. Payment is affected by placing coins in a pouch. Um, subscriptions cost one nut or canut. Um, <laughs> it's canut. Thank you. <laughs> this paper is delivered to pro- professors and a few students at Hogwarts. Um, and then this says the prophet is not the only publication in the wizarding world, but it is most certainly the most widely read stories. in the prophet often color public opinion to a great um, amount. And when the prophet publicized stories deriding Harry Potter and Dumbledore, most people in the wizarding world believed what they read. Um, and even we remember, um, with Rita saying all that stuff in fourth year about like Harry and then the whole thing with Harry and Hermione and, and, um, um, what's his name? Crumb. I wanted to call him Cho. I'm sorry. Um, and Molly like believed all of it. You know what I mean? Um, and then was not super nice to Hermione. And so with journalistic integrity, um, it says the first is a quote from Horace Slughorn. It says, anyways, such rumors this summer, of course, one doesn't know what to believe. The prophet has been known to print inaccuracies, make mistakes. While the daily prophet has been known to print facts, it has also had a somewhat negative reputation for being incredibly biased, corrupt, and deceptive. It is clear that as there's a strong government control over the newspaper, the facts can be misleading, if not outright fabrications, and that certain means of gathering information appear to be somewhat unethical. This should not be a thing. The government should not be in control of what the news prints and what the media prints. Hmm. Government control of the ministry is shown in the way that the Daily Prophet appears to pressure the government and go around official sources. And several people in Harry's circles feel that the Ministry of Magic heavily leans on Prophet. 
and other instances, the Daily Prophet has misleading journalism. Um, information that, while accurate in fact, leads readers to the wrong conclusion. There are also co- occasions when the newspaper is seen to contain inaccurate or libelous. Is that how you say that? Libelous? Libel? Where are you reading? I don't know. Right there. Content. Um, it appears that there is a little regard for accuracy in any form and that there are no consequences or accountability for poor journalistic practices. Again, uh, I, this makes me think of Rita saying all those lies about Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, the Daily Prophet's unethical means of gathering information are most accurately seen with Rita Skeeter, who is a prominent but corrupt journalist who wrote with a complete disregard for accuracy, truthfulness, and objectivity. She herself is just trying to sell herself and sell her articles mm-hmm. to make a name for herself. Mm-hmm. Um She's got to live with yourself, though, Rita. Truly. But often conducting interviews with a quick quotes quill, a magical quill that writes automatically as the subject speaks. However, the quill does not record verbatim what the subject says. Instead, it takes a subject's words and creates sensational and inaccurate tales that bear little resemblance to actual events. In addition, Rita or Skeeter and illegally turned herself into a beetle. It's not illegal for her to turn herself into a beetle it's illegal for her not to be register a registered animagus um so she's spying on people which is wrong and getting inf- personal information from them without being seen mm-hmm. um i'm not gonna read this whole thing because it goes on like to the description we can do a um we can do a file about we it. can do a felix file about daily profit yeah. profit profit slash profit. real life yeah. profit um, but this is this little section is talking about um what we've been reading. So during the ministry's campaign to discredit and slander Elvis Dumbledore and Harry Potter, the prophet was instrumental tool of the ministry and their goal to convince the public that Elvis Dumbledore and Harry Potter were fear mongering or simply mad. The ministry of magic was responsible for the unfair journalism of that summer as Cornelius Fudge strove to discredit Dumbledore's account of the return of Lord Voldemort. Fudge is just dumb. He makes me very angry. Hermione subscribed to the paper to keep on top of the ministry's agenda and see what the um, enemy was saying. I almost said army. Some people, such as Augustus Longbottom, canceled their subscriptions due to believing in Dumbledore and Harry over the ministry. Good for her. Originally, Harry kept getting his subscription only to skim through the front page for information about Voldemort's return as he was unaware of the ministry's denial. Because of this, he missed out on the slip-ins of him and, and Dumbledore being antagonized upon realizing what was happening harry ceased his subscription after fudge was forced to admit that voldemort had returned the prophet changed its stance overnight interesting hmm. He's and back. calling harry a lone voice of truth the newspaper even bought from the quibbler harry's interview on dumbledore's return and claimed it to be exclusive how many journalists garbage do you think wanted to write what they thought was the truth but were forced not to Mm. Eh, maybe like half or less than half how many is that Eh. like four and a half sure (laughs) two and a half the average number of kids in america (laughs) from a family what did you say seven Oh my goodness. (laughs) So there's like more to say, but we'll maybe talk about this um, in a Felix Files. But it is noted that when Kingsley Shacklebolt became Minister of Magic in 1998, the Daily Prophet was de corrupted. Um, And this is allegedly from the Daily Prophet newsletters. I don't know what that is. Hello. But uh, that's cool. Um, Yeah, Daily Prophet, man. The Daily Prophet. Corrupt. 
being forced to being told, what forcing to write incorrupt corrupt. information from the government that should not be a what thing. What do you mean? I would have liked. Like, I would have really liked to hear like you fire everyone. Yeah, well, like you know, at the end of this series or something, to like hear that there's there's death more papers <laughs> available with news or something, or like somebody new took over the Daily Prophet, like like hear mm-hmm. like fixes. You know what I'm saying? But we just let's never make really a paper. Do. What 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 do you want to call it? Hmm, the magical menagerie of news. That's already a thing, but not of <laughs> news. Um. <laughs> The nightly news. I don't know. Wizard Weekly. Not witches. The Weekly Prophet. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, s- swishing sayings. Swisher sayings. I don't know. Swishing flick some news over here. <laughs> nerds and news. News of the nerds. nerds. <laughs> oh, my God. I watched that video probably like 30,000 times. <laughs> Too little nude. Mouth. Nude. The way it's her so mouth funny. forms that word. <laughs> Swishing stories. So... I like that. Oh, that's a good one. Good job, Sam. So Luna then chimes in saying like how her dad thinks that the paper is awful and that he publishes important studies that he thinks the public needs to know and he isn't worried about making money. Like, that's not his agenda. So then Rita assumes that Luna's dad runs a stupid little village newspaper, which is a quote. So there are other newspapers. But, like, I don't know if she means just, like, you know... Not like like I, local. Like I'm thinking. Like I'm thinking the Daily Prophet who gets is the like plain dealer. You know what I mean? Did you get the plain right. dealer? No, yeah, like I was a local oops. newspaper. Like I was thinking, like Daily Prophet's like the New York Times level, where like that goes everywhere, or like Wall Street yeah. Journal. You know what I mean? Except Goddard's Wall Street Journal newspaper? is way less biased than the Daily Prophet. <laughs> but anyway, um, and then like yeah, like this newspaper is like the plain dealer in Cleveland or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Hogsmeade Holler. I like that. One one of those really old Christmas movies, the newspaper is the plain dealer. It might be Jack Frost, but I could be lying. It also might be like one with Santa in it. <laughs> a Christmas movie with Santa, you know. Well, no, but say. Jack Frost, I guess, really isn't a Christmas movie. It's just a wintertime movie. Because really, I guess because it goes past Christmas because, you know, they have the the... Groundhog, I've got a day named after me. Please February don't. 2. That's the day that I decide what the weather's gonna do. So you're welcome for that. <laughs> I like it. I was jamming. Um literally my favorite movie. Well, one of them. So Rita assumes her dad runs like a little small paper or whatever. And she's like, uh, oh nay nay, my friend. Um, he runs the quibbler. And then you can tell from Rita's response how she feels about that publication and basically rubbish. She's like, I wouldn't even let my dogs go on a kind That's of thing. Rubbish. That's not what she says, but rubbish. <laughs> why why are your dogs still going on newspaper? I don't think she has any animals. She's not that kind of person. They would bug her. I th- <laughs> I'm a dog person. Get out. No, you're, no don't lie. <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> she's not. She's very much a cat person. I'm a both person. No, don't I. You think you're a dog you're a what person, person, but you're not. I'm a both person. No, you're a both person. <laughs> I'm. I'm strictly on Katie's camp when it comes to y'all getting a dog. Cat just camp. 
Oh, actually, we agreed on a plan the no, other day. No, Meg thinks we did and we did no. not. <laughs> every time, I will say this, every single time that we have this conversation, you're like, oh, no, no, we talked about it. We have a plan. And then Katie's like, uh, no, we don't. It's not <laughs> happening. Accurate. <laughs> we'll talk about it later <laughs> on. Not in my section. <laughs> so let's talk about the quibbler. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Quibbler. Um. So it's marketed as the Wizarding World's alternative voice. This is also from the Wikia. It's a wizarding tabloid published and edited by Xenophilius Lovegood, who is the father of Luna Lovegood. Um, Luna gained every episode. Why am I saying episode? Every issue of The Quibbler when it was published, which often contributed to her eccentric beliefs. The Quibbler published odd articles, including conspiracy theories and discussions of imaginary creatures. But it also published Rita Skeeter's interview of Harry Potter and Lord Voldemort's return. Many think that The Quibbler is rubbish, including Hermione, Rita Skeeter, and Dirk Cresswell. Um, The latter referred to it as a lunatic rag. And when Hermione informed Rita that she'd be publishing the interview in The Quibbler, Rita looked at Hermione with disdain. I think part of Hermione having her do that too is because she like knew it was going to make Rita mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rubbing salt in her wound. Ooh. Um, so the history, it started in the 80s. Um, published a bunch of ridiculous articles allegedly. Supposed um, existence of the crumpled horn snorkack. There you go. Um, and at some point before, uh, in or before 87, the magazine had an article about a witch who did not know she was a werewolf. Reading Quibbler was part of six-year divination classes in, it was real weird, um, in 1989 to 1990 school year. There was at least one mention of Celestina Warbeck. How is it, what is this? Hold on. Let me see if this is like a thing. Oh, this is Hogwarts mystery. Whatever. I don't believe that. <laughs> so don't believe what I just said. I was like, that sounds real fishy. Why do we that. know that? <laughs> um, so we know that in July or August of 1995, the magazine published an edition with the article that put forward the theory that Sirius Black was actually the reclusive rock star Stubby Boardman. Um, when Harry Potter read the article on the Hogwarts Express, he found it to be total rubbish. I got to be Stubby one day. I got to be Stubby Boardman one day. We got to remember that. <gasps> we'll joke a good one. One. <gasps> that would be a <laughs> rocking episode. Am I right? Um, the same issue also had a segment written in runes which caused the reader to look at the uh, magazine upside down which was probably why Luna Lovegood read it upside down Um, and then we know in February 1996 they agreed to run our interview with Harry concerning the rebirth of Lord Voldemort um, and it was written by Rita Skeeter and it was published in the March edition as it offered another take on recent events and the magazine quickly sold out. And then to Lawrence branch the wonderful human chance. Um, Cause you know, she's like high person lady at Hogwarts. So she like controls everything. She banned students from having copies of the quibbler after this article as she and the ministry were intent on denying Voldemort's return. Voldemort. 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 <clears throat> However, Hermione was very pleased about this saying that the one thing Umbridge could not do- could have done to make all the students and teachers want to read it was to ban it. As all the students were very focused on rebelling against the sadistic tyrant, Harry received lots of fan mail during breakfast at the Great Hall and some letters said he had them convinced, especially after the the ministry's poor reaction to the 1996 mass breakout from Azkaban. Um, He talks about, well, we'll, you know, we'll read the article when it comes to it. So, Quibbler. Quibbler. 
blah, blah. Is it well, easy enough to understand? Sure. <laughs> I think we could also do a files on that. We could. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it with Felix. Felix. Um, Felix. So then I think Hermione and Rita are kind of both on the same page-ish about the quibbler. And so Hermione kind of tells Rita, she's like, well, this is your chance to raise the tone of the quibbler up. Um, and Luna's dad is happy to have Harry's interview published in his publication. I don't know why I said it like that in his magazine. Basically, <laughs> is it a magazine? Yeah, it's a magazine. Is that what you would call it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Luna's like, yeah, she'd be ha- he'd be happy to have it. And so the idea makes Rita laugh quite a lot. And then she asks them if they think that people are going to take the interview seriously if it's published by the quibbler. And Hermione's like, well, yeah, you're not wrong. Some won't. Um, but she points out that the Daily Prophet has left a lot of people wondering about the breakup from Azkaban. And there's holes in their coverage of, you know, how it happened, why it happened, the whole serious black thing. It's just very, um, it's a very stinky article, you know, something smells fishy. So it's a quote from the book. I think a lot of people will be wondering whether there isn't a better explanation of what happened. And if there's an alternative story available, even if it is published in a, well, an unusual magazine, I think they might be rather keen to read it. And really she's not wrong. And Hermione is doing this at the, prime or had the setup at the prime time of and i don't even think she needed to do it on perm because like did she write the art did she write it when they broke out of azkaban or after this is after, after. i know this is after but oh. did you write the letter to rita oh. having her meet her it was right it was after before. wasn't it wasn't was it was it right oh wasn't it like well, right when <laughs> she heard the news that's when she like got up and was like i need to go write a letter because it's like perfect no? timing really yeah. like yeah, I, they're all gonna be like. I mean, the this seems like fishy. she like this runs off, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. But it's like literally perfect timing. Okay, so yeah, so she sends the letter after they've all broken out. Um, we found out Roderick Boat is dead, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go write this letter." So really, Hermione, it's good thinking on her part um, because. Yeah, like there's going to be a lot of people being like, you know, especially I feel like if they've if they were through the first war and now there are odd things happening and they're like, the prophet is keep telling us this stuff. um, It just seems a little suspicious, right? Um, So then suspicious. So then Rita is kind of thinking about it. She's not really saying much for a minute. And then she asks, "Mm, like, what would I get paid if I do it? Like, <laughs> let's talk money. And then Luna informs her that her dad doesn't exactly pay people to write for the Quibbler because, like, they get paid in the honor of being able to, like, write for him, basically. So, like, that's how they get paid. And, like, you feel good. <laughs> uh, and then Rita, Rita, like, basically is like, um, I'm sorry, I'm not sure I heard you correctly, but uh, you expect me to do this for free? Um, and yes, as a matter of fact, they do. <laughs> oh yeah. So Hermi- R- Hermione reminds her that yes, she is. Or I'm going to tell the authorities that you, uh, Rita Skeeter, are an unregistered animagus. But she, um, you know, you could write an expose about what it like, what it's like to be a writer in Azkaban. You know, if I tell them, it's illegal. Do you um, think they would so let Rita like, publish articles from Azkaban? Nah. If it's sold not in this present time, <laughs> if it sold them more papers, maybe I don't think. Uh, I mean, the profit might let her, but like, oh, maybe not. I don't know. Hmm. I don't think so. 
So then Rita doesn't really have a choice. So she's like, I don't really have a choice, do I? So she opens up her bag. She takes out some parchment and her quick quote quill. Um, she's getting ready. So I just wanted to like talk about, remind y'all what a quick quotes quill is. And it's a magical quill that writes automatically as the subject speaks. However, the quill does not record verbatim. Um, it takes the words and creates sensational and inaccurate tales that bear little resemblance to actual events. Do you remember Harry's eyes were swimming with the ghost of his past or whatever? Or glittering Harry Potter, with the- age 12. <laughs> Do you think that you can go and buy a quick quotes quill just like at Scribblest and Hogsmeade? Do you think that it's like an easily accessible quill? Or is it like somewhere in the Yeah, in my head canon, I feel like like anyone can get it. And like the way it writes is like it gets to know you a little bit. Like maybe it's like one of those things like you have to write something first. You don't even get what I'm saying. Or like have it tell whatever. And it's going to like kind of pick up like how you speak and how you write yeah. or not. And, and so it's like, gonna, and maybe that's why like, I feel like was this so is bad Rita. because she was like, yeah, a horrible person. Well, like, <laughs> I don't know if it's described this way in the book or if it's, I think it is. She like has to like suck on it, like a sugar quill almost bef- for it to like oh, get yeah. started. Right. So it's almost like it like takes in, Oh, mm-hmm. I'm writing for Rita. I know that now. So this is how I'm going to write, you know, maybe it's like Siri where it recognizes yeah. your voice. But yeah, I like the idea of that. I swear like, I like to God that, that that's a um, thing. Did I make that? No, I swear no, she, had she has to suck on the quill. <laughs> she does. Well, this is what it says. It says Rita Skeeter uses a long acid green quick quotes quill when interviewing people for the Daily Prophet. To use it, Skeeter sucks on the end and places it upright on parchment. Whatever its origins may be, Rita knows that not everyone approves of its use as she hurriedly hides it from Albus Dumbledore. In 97, Rita mentions in her interview concerning Dumbledore's posthumous biography that quick quotes quill helped her write the book so quickly after his death. Hmm. Wouldn't it get like all Um, matted? Oh, feathers. <laughs> the feather? I don't think she sucks on the feather part, does she? Oh, <laughs> oh the end to me is the like the, part. the tip. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> that's not a sugar quill. Um, and you know what's funny too is like when I was looking up stuff for my section, I was like, oh, like let's talk about unregistered animagus. And it literally was like a per- an animagus that's not registered. That was what the internet told me. I was like, thanks. Huh? I think it was the wiki. Um, and then it did have a list of like unregistered animagus. You know, Sirius Black is one of them. Mm. Notorious Death Eater, Sirius Black. So then uh, she's got her quick quotes quill out. Say that ten times fast. Quick quote twelve. Quick quote 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 quote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Luna notes that her dad is going to be very happy, and then Hermione asks Harry if he's ready to tell the truth to the public. His response is, he supposes he is. And then Hermione tells Rita to start asking her questions for Harry, and that's where we end. Okay, I have a question. I don't uh, Right music person? What's that called? Composer? No, composer. composer? Doctor does a train. Composer. Did you just say <laughs> yeah, right did. music person? Yeah. yeah. But wrong okay. fandom. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> oh, you mean right as in like correct? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. You mean John Williams? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a lightning bolt question. Bolt. Bolted at me. All right. 
close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes. Every and now and then, then I get a little. It's <laughs> not it. It's turning around. I know, but like, oh, okay, you know. all right, all right. There's I'm close here. your eyes in that, isn't there? Uh, whatever. Okay. So, um, <laughs> close your eyes. All right, all and right. and picture yourself. You're 15, 16 years old. Sure. You're on a sad little Valentine's Day <laughs> date. Okay. And you're at like a coffee tea place. Okay. What would have been your order as a 16, 15 year old? Water. <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten tea. Tiffany's so cool. High quality H2O, I man. Drink, I didn't drink any of that. What did you drink 16. as a kid? Water, <laughs> dude. I didn't start drinking water until I was like twenty six. I'm not. I hated kidding. water for so. Long. I'm not even kidding. Water and milk. I, oh, that's God, all I, I remember. Milk. I found Maybe a TikTok about juice. hating water, and I was like, I feel seen, dude. I used to. How do you hate water? Water is so. I like it. I love now. hate it. My. You still hate it, Katie? No, 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 oh, no, no. Gosh. I don't anymore. Oh, thank God. Oh. Yeah, I like. My water mom now, used to call but... it or calls it um. I swear that I can't say coffee's hot bean and water. There's a time, and I will never forget this. She, so my mom will do this. She'll like fill up an entire glass of ice and then fill it with water, and she put it like on the like countertop because she was gonna like wait for it to kind of like really get really cold to drink it. And I saw her do this, and it was just sitting there. So I like drank half of it. She's like, <gasps> she was so mad at me, but she, you know what she calls it, right? No. Oh yeah. Okay. What would I, I probably like, if you were, if I was going to get, so Megan and Katie, what were you getting? At that age? Drink-wise. Like a uh, Frappuccino. Probably tea. Okay. Milk tea. What is milk tea? It's just tea black with tea milk? with sugar and milk. Oh. Is it called milk tea? No, it's hot. You drink it hot. It's very good. It's called milk tea amongst the I didn't the say cold. Oh, what'd you say? You said, is it called? <laughs> you said, is it called milk tea? No, oh. it's hot. I don't know. <laughs> I was wondering, like, why are you telling us it's hot tea? I know. Like, I was like, that. I figured it was hot. I just didn't like, know if, if you. you guys just I called it I thought it was thinking, tea. I'm like, oh, do people it's drink tea. cold milk? Puff Puff just says it's called tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who who calls it it's milk not, tea? It's When I say milk tea, I don't mean bubble tea. I mean, like, hot tea with milk. With milk and sugar. So, yeah, I would just say milky tea. That's milky how I would tea. say it. Yeah. Milky tea, tea? Yeah. with milk. Milk. I like mine with a splash milk. of milk. milk. My hot tea, but not if like it. Someone it say depends. milk. My again. black tea. Milk. Is it English way? Milk. It sounds weird. Milk. I don't milk. like it. I don't want to ever say that word again. Milk. Milk. Um, milk. No. I probably would have gotten a f- milk. I probably would have gotten a a coffee. I don't know. Maybe I would have gotten a tea. Probably a coffee. I would have gotten an but ice like a, water. If it was, it, it would have been like a caramel macchiato, like iced or like a frappuccino or like a hot beverage like that okay you can start asking questions are you sure are we ready <laughs> i think so Bring okay milk well that was a good question i thought no it was well like puff puff jess asks describe the ideal date april 23rd because <laughs> it's not too cold and I it's hate not you. too hot and it's not too You're cold all you need is so a white awful. jacket <laughs> so bad <laughs> all right so everyone go around and s- i describe their ideal date i would say in the Mario middle of october Mallie, personally not the actual day <laughs> you 
I, you know what? Though, if I'm being honest, if I could do just, my favorite shop. day of the year November is the 14th. first day there's a snowstorm. I was oh. thinking about this the other day. I'm like, God, that's like the best day. Mm. It's probably my happiest day of the year. You want to know what I can't wait for? To go to Magic Kingdom and just have it snow when it's warm outside. <laughs> what? I'm so confused. Snow's on Main Street. It's Magic, Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Fakers. Um, yeah, honestly, my, <laughs> it's, my I, it's fake. My ideal date is probably going to a coffee shop. Katie and I have this little... Katie actually got me. So, like, we try to do the traditional anniversary gifts, and I think it was last year was leather, mm-hmm. right? So, um, she got me a, like, coffee journal because we like to go to, like, local coffee shops and document it, and we'll, like, get the little, like, cozy or, like, a business card or a napkin with the name on it or something like that, and we, like, put it in this little journal, um, and try to try to like keep track so of all cute. the local coffee Makes shops that we sick. go to. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Want to vomit? For our anniversary yesterday, we found a new one in Orlando, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. Yeah, it <laughs> like good. a lot. I mean, that would be mine too. Obviously, is just hanging at a coffee shop, like getting some good coffee, just having some chats. I'm not gonna lie. When we're up in Ohio <laughs> for like longer than just a weekend, I really want to take a a Columbus Day and do our coffee coffee uh trail in columbus same you mean a guy fieri day a what oh yeah yeah aren't they what yeah. aren't they renaming columbus? no flavor town right <laughs> flavor flavor town flavor town, flavor town yeah. day they talked about it <laughs> um am i next yeah can't wait to hear yours is it hawking hills oh <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you. I love our friendship so much. Are we friends? We yeah, might not be after we're this. Best. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> everybody knows it involves a steak. <laughs> yeah, right through games. my heart. <laughs> yeah. That's how she got engaged. I don't think the steak part, but video games. For getting yeah. engaged. Probably right about where that toy basket is. That's <laughs> uh, where I got engaged. Um, yeah, so if we're talking about like just marty and i opposed to like when we go to our friend family friends dinners um i kind of just like staying at home maybe not anymore but i'd yeah. like to get out of the house but i like a big old steak well and back when like you I guys just, were allowed to do stuff like i would just have you like because i'd watch alana on fridays and be like, just go out for dinner and come home we always would try a new cocktail yeah um, you guys go out to good restaurants a lot and they're always willing like not to say that my brother's a foodie, but like he's a foodie. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so like you guys always like to try new places and yeah, we are always going to new places. So actually the day before everything got shut down in Ohio, we were at our last family friend dinner. So what we do is we just call it family dinner, but it's just like our friends from college. Um, so it's, it's Marty and I and a couple, a couple of couples, a couple other couples that are also married. We try, new restaurants in the northeast ohio area and we don't like repeat restaurants and we go there and we order a ton of food and everybody like every single time the waiter or waitress is always like uh because everybody at the table orders their own appetizer and then we all share them (laughs) and so we can try more off of the menu and we're just like passing dishes around and stuff and it's like one of my favorite things to do but if it's just Marty and I, just literally just 
putting on a movie we either haven't watched or something like crappy that we like to just laugh at and just hanging out and, you know, maybe you play some Donkey Kong Country and get engaged. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I like um, I just like spending time together Um, or like I love being in the car, which is a weird thing to say. So like just taking drives and like driving around and like. And having conversations or mm-hmm. Marty I and I used know. to do that. I like I I like being alone with them and like not being around other people a ton. There's a lot of pressure um, when you're in public places. Yeah, and like I love and I I've been doing this since I was a kid. Like um, when I was like in grade school, like every Friday night, my mom and dad would take with me. We'd take my sister and I, and we'd go to the bookstore, which is probably the most Ravenclaw thing That's I've really ever cute. said. Well, literally, my grandma like couldn't stand it. Why? She's just like, oh my gosh, like you guys are always going to the bookstore. And then my cousin met her now husband. And at the time we didn't know, like they had met online. So like that was still kind of like a, oh my gosh, you're doing online dating. Um, But she told everyone that like, oh, we met at a bookstore. And my mom was like, see, she met her like boyfriend at the bookstore. And then come to find out later on that they actually met online dating, but was still fine. Um, I was like, see, like, you never know what you're going to meet. But Mm -hmm. literally, we would go before um, it was a thing or before it became not a thing. Borders, like, every Friday. Um, I just love, there's nothing better than walking around a bookstore. I completely um, agree. And I kind of want to go this weekend. Like, it's super dangerous for me. And when I say that the (laughs) last time I went into a half-price books, I think I came out with six books. Like, I just want to go and smell some books. I just miss smelling some books. Yeah. I you love know? a good Barnes yeah. and Noble with its two stories. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh, but I always get yeah, tricked love, into getting I've coffee just... there, and they don't really know how to make coffee. There. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> what do you mean? Like well, you know, like, like Target. Go, yeah. I'm joking. Oh. I was talking about my Target experience. Yeah. If you, I should have saved those stories to like a whole thing. If oh, everybody they're in your archive. archive. She got engaged to the Barnes and Noble. Oh my god, that's awesome. Tiff, oh, they're, in, they're in your archive. You can still get them. I wonder if someone could get married in a Barnes and Noble. I'm oh, sure that'd be cool. <gasps> that's gonna be my dream wedding because I don't want a big old thing. I don't need my a lot of my people there. <laughs> I just need someone <laughs> to legally marry me, a person to marry me who wants to spend the rest of their life with me, and then some peeps. You know, they'd be so cool. Would be so cool. I had a very. I let me say this about Target, Starbucks, and then we can move on. I love the baristas at the Target that I go to. They are such kind people. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> now, when they but also like, people at the regular Starbucks not make drinks right. So I don't know. I'm telling you, I drove through that line and it was like heaven in a cup. I saw your stories. It was quite a fiasco. All right. Really you know cute. what? I have not had messed up quite a lot. Big League Chew. <laughs> Very rarely do they mess up my black coffee order. Mm. You can stop. <laughs> and again, I'm not judging people. I don't really like the pumpkin. What is it? Pumpkin cream, cream cold, cold brew. brew. Just because pumpkin's not a thing for me. But um, let me tell forever. you, if mm. they come back with an Irish cream cold oh, they're brew, coming back yeah. I will be peeping inside the door before it even opens. It'll probably come in November. I would think. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I think it will. I think it will, too. That's next month, dude. It's so good. All right. Megan, ask me another question. And just me. Not nobody. Nobody else. Emma asks to describe your first date. Ever? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I remember it. 
What? It was probably at the movies. I probably went to the movies. My mom probably dropped me off, and my sister probably had to sit behind me. <laughs> I think I went to the movies on my first date. That's all we had in Melbourne. <laughs> but they took a you know an easy like dinner and a movie kind of thing. There's no dinner. No. <laughs> did I eat dinner? Oh, we did dinner after. I think. Well, regardless, it was fine. Obviously, I'm not with him. <laughs> My first yeah. date actually was not with Katie. Uh, my first actually, date was it was probably a high school date or a middle school date. <laughs> yeah. And my first Who date was, where, was awkward AF. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you only have one other date? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So I went to dinner in a movie with a longtime family friend. They share a birthday. We share a birthday. And it had wow. always been a thing, honestly, probably up until maybe like five to six years ago that we would text each other happy birthday. Um, I don't know why. But anyway, um, my mom and his mom were friends and they'd always talked about us dating, blah, 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 whatever. So they like the worst? decided to set up a date with us. And it was so stinking awkward. We went to dinner and our conversation went about how Cho and Harry's went, minus the fact I didn't cry and I didn't leave. But like just a lot of silence, <laughs> a lot of like awkward staring off into nowhere, not looking at them. And then we went to go see like a romantic chick flick and it was so awkward. I can't remember what movie we went to go see. It was something with Reese Witherspoon and like heaven. Oh, just like heaven with Mark Ruffalo. Yes, it was <laughs> Mark that. Ruffalo. It was that. Oh my God. You, you saw knew the that whole really fast. My- <laughs> Do you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of little Nikki. Isn't she in that? As I don't like, know. Oh my God. I forgot about that movie. Isn't she the know. angel in that? That's an Adam Sandler movie, Oh, you know, right? yeah. she might be. Yeah, it is Adam Sandler. <laughs> but He's this date was literally weeks before Katie and I started dating. Like, it was the same year, I think. Oh, really? I think. My first date Kate, was when I was yeah. reals young. Not reals young, but, like, I was, like, preteen, barely a teenager. It was my next-door neighbor. His name was Jimmy. We went to the movies, and all I remember... <laughs> His name was Jimmy. All I remember <laughs> is we bought, like, a massive bag of either, either M&Ms or Skittles, and we couldn't get this freaking bag open. And we finally did, and it burst everywhere, and, like, it's stadium seating, so we just heard... Because <laughs> it spread all oh. over the floor. It was funny. Did you hold oh, hands? Jimmy. I don't think so. His dad was, like, behind us. What? Well, with I mean, these parents, man. No trouble. I mean, I was See, like, 12, I went, dude. I went by myself. My date was a two years older than me, a year older than me, or two years older than me. So he had a car and he picked me up at my house. Oh, he had a car and drove me Girl. to the movies and dinner. Bloody that. I typically drive myself so I can have. And this is true, so not just about dates, out. but like when I go places, like if my family spends like a weekend, because we'll go to like New York usually, like in Elkettville for a weekend i always drive myself because i'm like i like having my own car i like having an, an escape route and i like i mentioned it um i was like yeah it's like real weird and jen's like you do it all the time i was like i do she goes yeah mm-hmm. just because i like being in control of like when i can leave mm-hmm. um so I feel that. yeah dates man 
Are we ready for the next? I'm one? the only one. Well, I couldn't say that, but hopefully, I'm the only one that ever has to go on a first date again. Good lord! I just don't want to wish that on you guys. <laughs> I appreciate it, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is why I you're have a, a psycho. Song. This is why I have a playlist called "Sad Songs with Sarah" because these are things I think of. But wish me luck on my next first date. Good luck. It'll be my Sarah. last. Hopefully, it will be my next last first date. What? You know what I mean? <laughs> Technically, wouldn't be my first date. I don't know. Would okay. It? Oh my god. Next question. <laughs> Isaiah asks, do you think that Cho and Cedric were something like high school sweethearts? I think um, yeah. I think they did have yeah. a good relationship, which makes me sad yeah. for her. Yeah, they must have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's sad. That's very sad. That was a quick answer. Um, <laughs> Jesse asks, what is the most embarrassing thing you've done in front of your date? Meg, do tell me. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I can tell you something that was embarrassing, but like more funny. Oh and my Meg god, is it your pants? At, yeah. <laughs> What'd you do? We spent the whole day together just hanging out, and we like walked all around like pretty much my hometown, and like went to like all these stores, and like we went to a pet store, which involved me bending over petting puppies, and then we went home, and all of a sudden. Meg realized the back of my pants were super just split open and she laughed like 15 <laughs> like, minutes down the crack <laughs> of her butt split wide open yeah oh like my big gosh. hole yeah. not like a little hole like a like, big like, hole like had to throw those pants away <laughs> I don't know if I've ever done anything super embarrassing I mean my life mm-hmm. is embarrassing I don't know um, I don't know Mm. Yeah, I don't. I truly don't. I don't. I nothing that I can remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember the first time Marty farted in front of me, <laughs> and I laughed really hard. But I tried to hide it. So it was New Year's Eve, and we set up a blow up mattress at our friend's house to sleep on, and he went to test it out. <laughs> and he hopped on it like a frog in a fart <laughs> <laughs> and he turned around he's like on he like looks like a frog on this mattress he turns around and looks at me he goes whoops excuse me <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <sighs> oh, oh man to this day, yeah. I think I've only heard Katie fart maybe three times in front of me. I just don't do it. That doesn't happen. Whatever. Hey, I'm not I, get whatever. I don't do it. Sarah either. has never farted. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the only embarrassing thing like I do. It's not to say the only thing, but like I won't. I try not to do it, obviously, because like you know, I'm trying to be like <laughs> I burp a lot. Cute girly even girl, when I keep like, my I'm mouth really. closed, it's loud. Oh, it's I not burp purple. a lot. Oh. <sighs> Gosh, so funny. I think I do something sometimes embarrassing in like, front of every day. Because I have like not, my intestines don't work right, right? No, So they like don't. sometimes like it's a real struggle to be like around them and not fart. <laughs> it can be painful. You know I, what? Whoever you find yeah, yeah. is going to love you. I mean, this is true. Of those but I'm still like, you know, in the early stages of like, I don't know, dating or hanging out or whatever, like you don't want to do it. Sometimes you got to open the door. Pretend that you're doing something outside and they'll just come right back in. Yeah, but also, like, <laughs> do you really think that would work for me? No, because you no, can probably hear it, it a mile away. And it lingers. 
Do you have to? Does it have to? Let it linger. Oh, we always oh talk about gosh. farts in these episodes. All farts right. make the heart grow fonder. Should we move on from farts? Sure. No. Uh, nope rope asks if you could make a magical coffee beverage to drink at hogwarts what would it be never ending oh and like always hot or always like cold always no sweat on the outside and no melting ice tiffany you're speaking my language i I know right i have realized that one of my least favorite things in the world is condensation. condensation Okay, so but are, how extra me. am I if I want to order a sleeve for my cold Starbucks drink? Do it, oh, do gosh. it. Because sometimes I'm you like, know, what if it slips out of my hand? I know I say this a lot, but I really like my le- men. Like I like my coffee on ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sarah! Wow, that got dark. So dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like a fish at a sail. I hope you mean ice skaters. <laughs> oh gosh, I was just trying to think of like another funny thing to say because I know I've said like white and weak before. You have said white and weak. On I know. Ice. I've also said like <laughs> on ice. Oh gosh, oh. but truly though, my favorite kind of coffee is just black coffee. All right, I, mean, I know, but what's your magical? magical yeah would probably be one where like i can drink one cup of coffee like in the morning and i'm like actually awake yeah no that um, be great. and then like a time lapsing one so like i guess this is actual normal coffee because then in the afternoon i can have a cup and it would just be decaf mm-hmm. or one that i could drink that still tastes great mm-hmm. and i can still go to bed and not have it wake me up because i'm old now and that's yeah. how caffeine affects me meg i have the perfect one are you ready yes you know that perfect sip that you get with a pumpkin cream cold brew? Yeah. Every sip yes. is that perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're so extra. I would I love to take Universal's hot butter beer, add mm-hmm. caffeine, and add mm-hmm. like a good cream topping, like more, more cream foam. topping, more mm-hmm. foam. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. Um, Y'all. Think about, I wonder how, how that foam stuff that I made would be on, a on like hot a hot beverage. Day. Please do it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's no, but really, I want to. I forgot how to make it. You're going to have to try it again. It's on the video. No. On I don't video. think y'all deserve it. All right. <laughs> do we have question? any more questions? Yeah. Yeah. Kendra asks, do you think Hermione didn't try hard to save Cho and Harry because she was secretly rooting for Jimmy? No, no, I don't think that was her agenda. I think she literally was just. I think she just didn't not, really. Think I think about both it. her and Harry were being didn't even have that thought in their head of being like, oh, she might think that we want that kind of relationship when like they're more of like a best friends, brother sister kind of thing versus any romantic feelings in my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So they just she wasn't thinking like that, and Hermione's mind was more focused on like Rita coming and getting the the publication of the interview out and all that stuff so yeah you know, i don't think she really cared because really she's like Ginny's moved on well sort of i mean she's, she's cheating trying other people. yeah um, i get it Ginny. i get it <laughs> okay two more questions and then we're gonna move on uh runal waslov asks since xenophilius isn't worried about making money from the quibbler where do the love goods get their money selling dirigible plums oh i like that well, I mean, like, I just think because he doesn't care about money, doesn't people mean have to that pay to get the quibbler. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So he's like not. I, I think he's like more. 
he's not super concerned. He's making obviously people are going to pay to to get. I just had a thought. Um, the quibbler where he's not also paying like mm-hmm. like I said he's not paying people right right so right really it's just the a one man show yeah yeah what did Luna's mom do you know what I mean so <laughs> like I feel like she was a science type of witch she yeah maybe she made good money you know what I mean true she was like Bell's so maybe dad. they had like a but really oh, like, like they just need dad. money do they even need money for their house you know what I mean so like how much money do they need because Hogwarts is free but free know? Um, and he's, he is making money yeah. by selling the quibbler, but, um, Do we bring up wizarding life insurance. Is that a thing? <laughs> I doubt it. They don't have therapists. Why would they have life insurance? I don't know. Um, thoughts to think. Hmm. Hogwarts is pretty socialist. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just thinking, cause like, really, like, I wonder what, like his net profits are and all that stuff and what he has to like pay. <clears throat> How much is the quibbler to buy? How much does he have to pay to like actually print the quibbler? People are writing for it for free, so like it probably is a very high profit home? margin to begin with. So mm-hmm. that means ads in there. He probably has ads. I would think. I'm sure. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Last question, and this is a good one. Mm. Dare I say, if I could, it would be worthy of giving points to the person who asked it. But Vinny asks, <laughs> we need... You just say that because he's a Slytherin. Yeah. I don't know. Snape should up. probably dish out <laughs> Vinny, like 500 points? points for this question. No. Vinny says Vinny, to do it and name, I will come through that computer screen. <laughs> name Katie's new doggo. <laughs> um, what kind of dog would Katie get? Uh, it's going to be a Spaniel. No. Non-existent. Oh it's a cat. Newt. Spaniel. Newt. Oh, Newt the doggo. So no, I really like superhuman names for like <laughs> Alan is a good dog's name. Paul. Peter. Um Come here, John. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the idea of like <laughs> something like <laughs> Like if it's a girl. Um I don't know. Edith. Edith is my mom's cat. <laughs> I call her Edie Wonder. Or like, uh, or odor eaters. Let me think of like another. What's like what's a Erica? Maybe Erica. <laughs> I like that. Like these are the kinds of names. Kyle. I like that. Kyle. The name is give Walter Puff a have thousand points, and that had better be a cat in that box. <laughs> so let's talk about this dog situation for a minute. What? Tell me about the whole dog, your plan that Katie thinks is you live in you an think apartment. Gonna happen and Katie oh, is like, no. I mean, it's got to be it's a gonna happen dog. or a great name. It's just going to be a while because like we don't definitely don't want to ever interrupt what we have with the cats. So this would be like our next pets, which is a sad thing to think about. But when we need pets again sometime in the future, we will just get a puppy and a kitten at the exact same time. So that they grow up together and then we can have both. I think it's a great plan. I like that. It doesn't change taking care of And it's going to be a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel or a Brittany Spaniel. So Meg said that and like we had disagreements, right? And then later she's like, I'm glad we came to this conclusion. Like, who? Oh my God. Who are you talking to? Oh my God, Marcus, that dog is so cute. No, that is okay. I'm not super into spaniels. I like, love that. That's not, that. The, that's not so the kind much. of breed I would get. No, but see, I'm like, a dog. Would you get? I'm just saying. Probably doodle. 
I know. Katie. I like Labradors a lot. I know. I like a bigger Katie. dog. I love a Great Dane. I like Labbies. Um, Fozzie's such a great dog. You know. <laughs> we went on a walk the other day because um, I was over here watching the child, like, and I, I had yeah. Fozzie's leash, like, and Fozzie obviously he was attached to it. And the this guy was like, "Oh, like what? What kind of dog is that?" I'm like, "It's a." I'm like, "Ah, a doodle." I was like, "A labradoodle, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I didn't know they got it that big." And I was like, "Yeah." Like, what do you say? Tiffany like made fun of me. I'm like, "What do you say?" Like, she I, was I, the most awkward person with human interaction. Oh, I'm literally the worst. Like, it could have been a potential soulmate, and you were like, "Yeah." No. Do you know what's funny though? I did walk with Alana the one day, and your neighbor said hi to both her and Fozzie, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "Hi," and she goes, "Sasa, say hi." <laughs> Yeah, don't be rude. She like, yelled at me <laughs> for not saying I And like, it's the name. You know him, obviously. You know who I'm talking that about. That is Brian. Brian. Here's the thing. <laughs> I know how Katie reacts to information. Corgis are also cute. And when I her said... Bl- brain goes blank. When I said this plan, <laughs> Katie Full was circle. fine with it. <laughs> I almost said a swear. I was not fine with it. No, well, okay. I know her. She, Here's you a know, question she, like, my mother would this... say when she... Was she in a prone position? Was she in a, a position where she like was she laying would down. actually remember having this conversation? Yes. Was Katie? Was she fully there? Yes. Hmm. We were walking around know. a store together. I'm on Katie's side, very focused you, on the conversation, and I said, "Kate, I have an idea, and I think because actually, funnily enough, we saw King funnily. King Charles Cavalier Spaniel in World of Disney." Who would have thought? And I was like, oh, my God, Katie. Oh, my God. Go look at this dog. Look at this dog. It's so stinking cute. You have to come see this dog. And then finally, she's like, what kind of dog is it? And I'm like, it's a, it's a Cavalier Spaniel. And she's like, they have apple heads. And I'm like, do. I don't care. Okay. Let's go look at the what? dang dog. She calls it apple No, heads. that's it's, literally what no. it's called. You're it ridiculous. is a dog term. You're, you're ridiculous. It's usually for chihuahuas. So it it's called an apple head. It's she, the shape. Go look it up. But I'm the way she lying. says it, she's like, it has an apple head. And I'm like, okay, but look at this dog. It's cute. And then she's like, okay, that one's pretty cute. I said and that I'm one's like, ugly yeah, cute. I know because they're cute. That you just need to find one. the right coloring and it's good. I just don't care for it. And I'm just saying... There's a lot happening. We had a conversation. She was Meg okay had with a it. Conversation. Oh my lord! All right, let's go. Who won the house cup? Not Ravenclaw's. Jeez. We never win no. anymore. Hufflepuff smashed. Yeah. Congratulations to my puffs. So proud of you. We Shut did it. it, Katie. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone kicked off the podcast. Oh, I've been kicked off. Don't you worry. You've you've been kicked off multiple times. I mean, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even get the docs for the next two episodes. That's so. because Megan was supposed to look at them and then never did. I oh sorry, I looked at this one, and Katie and I finagled ours a little bit. I gave her a little bit of mine, but just do that. Just do that every time if you find yeah, um, it worked. Fine. Something's not equal. Yeah. Well, and we we'll, we can talk about this not on the podcast because I said some stuff to Tiffany. Yeah, okay. she said she hates you. I did. My God. <laughs> Let's go to the fan. Nothing story. bad. Okay. Let's Sounds go. ominous. I said some things. Y'all can't see me flicking my hair. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> so congratulations to Hufflepuff. They did win. Even though it's I did I did have Snape Award Slytherin a thousand points because you know they deserve it. So. Thank you. That's where I was going. Yes. 
Oh, Katie. Katie, look at you as Professor Katie. Sprout. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Yes. I didn't open my wine today. All right, guys. Fan story. This week's fan story comes from Ben Lambie. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Also, ben. ben said sorry for the essay. Please don't apologize. I say that every time. But people are still not going to listen to me, and that's okay. I'm just glad that you sent in your story. So this comes from Ben Lambie, 16, Gryffindor. Woo, 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 woo. My Potter story starts when I was around six years old. My mom and dad were mm. trying to help me to read Harry Potter, but I didn't want to. They kept telling me that I would love it, and they were right. It just took me a while to realize it. I guess they do know me. So when I was <laughs> nine on a road trip, my mom pulled out the audio, audio tapes for Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and started playing it. I kind of liked it, but I don't really remember. I just remember getting home from the trip and begrudgingly picking up the first book. I think I read up to the fourth book when I decided I didn't like it. Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> then finally, two years ago, my two cousins, Brooke and Erica, were reading it and they were loving it. My brother and I were, my brother and I are really close um, with, hold on. My brother and I are really close. Where are you? Uh, can someone put it in the note? The one day we Okay, 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 there we go. The one day we often read the same books and series at the same time and discuss them when we're together. So my brother then started reading them. So I was the only one not reading them. Then we were all up in Whistler in the summer of 2018 and my FOMO kicked in real hard because they were all talking about it and I didn't want to hear anything because I was planning to pick up the books again when we got home. At this point, my brother was halfway through the fifth book. I think we finished the last book in the same week. I started on the third book because I knew what happened in the first and, unpopular opinion, I don't really like the second book. But after I started the third book, I was obsessed. After I finished the last book, I had my dad install all the audiobooks on my iPod, <laughs> except for the second one, because, again, I didn't oh like God. it, and the bassless <laughs> voice in it is creepy AF. So I could listen to them while I lay in bed at night instead of sneak reading. I started to listen to them on <laughs> repeat. It's now 2020, and I've probably listened to one of the books every night with a few exceptions, for the last two years. So you could probably say I'm pretty knowledgeable about the books, except for the second one. But every <laughs> single time I've ever pressed play on my iPod, no matter where I am in the story, every single time, I get a warm, happy feeling in my heart. And any time I was feeling overwhelmed or scared, I would just put in my headphones and start the first book, which I have on my phone now, and start listening. And instantly all my problems would disappear, and I would be back at home at Hogwarts, where the only problems I had to worry about weren't mine and brought me happiness. Then I would get home and continue listening to wherever I was on my iPod when I went to sleep. To me, Harry Potter is much more than just a book series, and I'm sure this can be said for so many people whose lives have been affected by this legacy. To me, Harry Potter is like the older brother I never had. It taught me so much and still is, and it is always there to comfort me. Harry Potter is a safe place or a protective bubble because no matter how bad times are, whenever I put on my headphones and I hear Harry Potter, the Philosopher's Stone by J.K. Rowling. Everything disappears and I'm back at Hogwarts, an alternate reality that repeats itself over and over and over again. Hogwarts will always be there for anyone, anyone who ever needs it. Always. I discovered your podcast just before Christmas. At first wasn't sure about it, but as with Harry Potter, I was soon engulfed. Right now, I'm at the end of the second book on your podcast. I know I'm a bit behind, but I'll catch up eventually. I also recently found out that my grandfather, who passed away from cancer in 2015, was a big Potterhead as well. I was only 10 when he passed oh. and I never really felt that connected to him. But now after learning that he was obsessed, was as obsessed as me with Harry Potter, I feel more connected to him than ever. Sorry for the essay, but I've grown to really like your podcast, and I think the bond you guys have is really special. Thanks for all you do, Ben. 
Thank you, Ben. Thanks. Also, I love that connection. I know. With your grandpa. I know. I'm sorry about your grandpa passing, but that's super cool that you, like, have a later connection with him. Yeah. Also, I mean, I'm just saying, our podcast must be pretty cool if you're listening to the (laughs) second book part. Right? (laughs) Right. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Thank you so much, Ben, for sending in your story. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. Joke time. Mm hmm. Oh, so this one was specially requested and I forgot about it. But then as I was looking up a joke, I found the joke that was specially requested. So that worked out really (laughs) nice. So some of you may have heard this because it was discussed in Discord. Um, How do you get into the workout room at Hogwarts? I don't know, Katie. How? You use the dumbbell door. Oh, good one. Good one. Good one. I I have a dating joke. Yes, please. I like jokes. What's the difference between me and a calendar? A calendar has dates. (laughs) (laughs) There's some long ones on here. There's some naughty ones on there. Yes. Sarah literally Googled dating jokes. I did. So what am I doing, right? That's what oh. everybody wants no, to know. No, we got to talk about social media. Oh. Yeah, sorry. You can find you us sure? on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast, and you can join our Facebook group at Swish and Flick Podcast group. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast, and you can follow your hosts, Megan and Katie, on Instagram and Twitter at The Petrus Family, Tiffany on Instagram and Twitter at Tiff Swish underscore Flick, and Sarah on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Uh, Make sure that you also follow us on Spotify to get alerts whenever new episodes drop, which is every Sunday. Um, You can listen for free on Spotify as well. And also make sure that you go and follow our user account on Spotify for our playlists. Um, It is just called Swish and Flick Podcast. You can search for us on there and follow us. If you love our podcast and want to support us and be a part of it, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. I do want to give another reminder that this is the final month to join for the Phoenix Plus box that will be shipped in January. You have through October 31st to become a Phoenix Plus patron in order to receive the Phoenix Plus swag box. Which Can I we talk about it for a hot second? I'm excited about, yes. Okay, so if you join us on Patreon at the Phoenix Plus level, this next box, I think, is probably going to be my favorite one. Yeah, I'm I really feel like excited. we say that every time. I know, I know but like, but genuinely. this time it's really true. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, I don't even know what's in it, so the, don't ask me. The plans <laughs> that we have for this box, I need a box as yeah. well. We usually get a box. I want four boxes. (laughs) I want a box for every month. I want 2,000 boxes. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm really excited. I want a Swish swag box. I want it now. I want to feast. I want a bean feast. We're going to have a Swish feast. What? Do Do we want a Swish feast? Do you know what I'm doing now? Want to know? The sauce I want to actually cook, y'all. A feast. I thought we were going to order food. That's neither here nor there right now. <laughs> Let's talk about me. Also, really quick, <laughs> the only thing I'm going to say about the theme 
um, because I said this on our Instagram, but it's just like a like a warm, cozy winter theme. That's all I'm going to give. So um, <laughs> it's like a hug from Switch. Yeah, it's like a hug from your four hosts. Mm. So it's a good box to get in January, basically, is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a cold month. Yeah, but like Please. even in Florida with it being warm, like you still have those vibes. You know what I mean? Vibes. Sure. Just, I don't know. Just pump up that well, AC. When the sun goes down. Wrap yourself in a blanket. Like, we'll be singing. <laughs> no, but really when I went, when they moved down there the first time and I went to go visit for like two weeks in January, mm-hmm. I was making fun of Katie because she was like decked out in like winter <laughs> gear. Um, and then the second we went, Megan and I went to Magic Kingdom, the second the sun went down, I was like... <laughs> Cold. <laughs> yeah freezing <laughs> it was real cold real cold it was i was glad that she brought a hat and gloves and a scarf and we shared mm-hmm. that's nice yeah yep that's super all right tiff now tell me what you're doing what's up with you oh thanks for asking what's up with you still lifting every day i've actually been enjoying um my walks lately because the weather has been so perfect here in Ohio and everybody's getting their like Halloween and fall decorations out. So it's just so much fun to walk and hear the crunchy leaves and it's just magical time. I love October and we have all minus Sasa, obviously started playing animal crossing like a lot again. I can't wait to go play it tonight for a little bit. The fall update is awesome. So so fun. I made like a little farmer's market and a pumpkin patch. And I'm like changing my island because I don't like it. So I'm changing it. I visited it before we started recording. And I really like what you're doing, Tiffany. It's cute. Thank you, Megan. I'm just trying to make it more Tiffany. Like at first I was just like putting things in to have things in. But now I'm like, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to make it. For you and your likes and personality. Oh, my liberty. But still working out, still doing the Body Beast program. I like um, seeing what people post in the Swish and Fit group on Facebook. So that's pretty cool. I've also been like trying new recipes and they're like not crock pot ones. So I still do like a crock pot, but then I also plan like to cook something new. So yesterday I made chicken teriyaki bowls and they were really, really good. So I was really proud of myself for making that. I enjoy some teriyaki stuff. I know? love teriyaki, teriyaki chicken. chicken. It was delish and nutrish. So I just like sauteed some vegetables, cooked Did some you? chicken. You sauteed some vegetables? With some ghee. Ghee. Some ghee. And I What are the benefits of ghee? It ain't butter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I put it over cauliflower rice, which was really mm. good. Mm. I've got some cauliflower. I've been thinking about this because I bought some cauliflower rice. I'm like, I wonder how it would be if I like toasted it like I toast cauliflower regularly in the oven. Oh. It would be really good. Oh, yeah. EBOL with salt and pepper. I bet that would be Checked good. in there. Yeah. Roast that up. And then like put like yeah I'm really even put like that. a teriyaki chicken I just would probably yeah. give it like a nuttier mm-hmm. very good and I will say that I made this tuc- Tuscan chicken in the crock pot but um they didn't like tell you really like to put it over anything but you could like put it over like rice or pasta or whatever so I really like bucatini lately I think it's Marty even said like it's his, like his favorite pasta I cooked that bucatini 
so perfectly al dente. I can't even stand myself. I was so proud. <laughs> I have to look. I don't know what bucatini is. It's like a spaghetti noodle, but it's thick and there's a hole in the middle. So it gets like the flavors and sauces in the middle. Oh, my oh God. so you just said it looked like spaghetti, correct? Yeah, you said? but it has a it's hole. But it's like an yeah. elbow noodle, but really long. Kind of. Like kind an elbow of. macaroni no, noodle, but long. No, no, no. It's way smaller. It's it's thick too. Yeah, but it like has a hole like an elbow noodle. No, it's yes, an elbow noodle has. She's just saying it has a hole in the middle. Yeah, yes, but, but not it's like long like spaghetti. The same size. Yes, yeah, but it's just oh my god, and it, putting that over it, oof. Because Marty doesn't so like actual spaghetti, correct? He doesn't like he doesn't like red sauce on spaghetti noodles because he think that he thinks that's wrong. So weird. So I don't know. But anyways, that's just kind of me. Been reading a couple of books still and Sarah's inspired me to start my eye of the world back up. I'm like, I'm more than halfway through it. So why not just it'll you'll be done. If especially if you're reading on your Kindle, forget everything else. Don't forget, even worry. Forget my child. Forget, forget her. She could take care of herself. She's, She's grown. Probably, she probably could. She knows how to brush her teeth. She's good. She can open the door, get some food out of the fridge. Uh, can you imagine what she would do? She'd would have all wreck. the gold snack, goldfish. She'd have all of her fruit snacks. She would have all of the cheese that she could reach ever. She'd be like in heaven. My kids in if that she, cheese both, drawer. Here's the thing. If both of your kids had an endless supply of cheese, like, they would be fine. That's true. Not physically fine, because that's going to wreck your gut if that's the only thing you're eating. But emotionally, they'd both be very happy. cheese happy. Yeah. Megan. Yes. Your turn. Um, I have been, like Tiffany said, super into Animal Crossing again. Um... We let's see. I have completely changed my island up to be all Halloweeny <laughs> Edinburgh, and I built a hay maze and a pumpkin patch, and I built a library. Megan, Megan came to my island today, and I hadn't seen her change for Halloween. <laughs> she walks in, her skin's purple, and she's got like these green wings on her back. And I literally, Bridget is sitting there, and she goes, "What is that?" And I go. <laughs> That's Megan. <laughs> she goes, what's wrong with her? <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> but I had wizard robes on my island today, you guys. They were in my shop. So Meg had to go come. I'm, I'm sorry. They were them. called what? Wizard Academy robes? Magic, or magic Academy, Academy robes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Certain school of magic and magic. But <laughs> the hood that I had on is called the Magic Academy hood. So oh, I need it. It matched. I can send you one. It's in my uh, catalog. <laughs> so... I've been working on my Halloween island. I also built a little greenhouse. Super proud of it. Um, and super proud of it. Super proud of it. Um, Meg's done a lot on our island. Yeah, it's probably spent way too much time doing it. Did you um, have fun? Was it yeah, relaxing? It was. Then that's all that matters. Yeah. We I love my island. <laughs> Wait, they don't play with me. <laughs> so this like is switch. <laughs> this is like super first world florida problems but we haven't been to disney in a while and i really miss it oh (laughs) so we need to go again next week yeah we've just really been avoiding the weekends especially because the governor basically like you know 
made nobody scared of anything anymore and 100% capacity at restaurants outside of Disney and everything is back to normal according to Governor DeSantis so um yeah but thankfully Disney is not following suit with his suggestions so that's nice um which is why we still feel safe going there which is fun um and my mom comes tomorrow and I'm oh, so really? excited. Yeah. Oh. Um, she comes tomorrow and is staying. Is she flying home with you then? No. So she's actually, oh. it's, it, yeah. So it's funny. She's, she flies in tomorrow and then, um, we are, uh, really quickly. Yes. You do still have to wear a mask at Disney. Thankfully, uh, everywhere at Disney from your car when you leave it back to your car when you get there required unless you're eating and uh stationary but anyway so yeah she flies in tomorrow and then katie and i are going to be up in cleveland for three days next weekend but she's staying down here and watching the kitties for us while we're up in cleveland um and she's not going to be coming home until we drive back up for thanksgiving so oh wow yes you get her for a long time again. I do. And I'm excited. And I think that she's going to try to come back in January or February for a little bit. But um, yeah, I'm excited to come up for Thanksgiving and have a little bit more time than just like basically two and a half days, like what we're going to have next weekend. Um, and the kitties are going to come with us for Thanksgiving. So that'll be fun. And... <laughs> Yeah, as long as Iggy doesn't poop in the car again, that would be fantastic. Good luck. But yeah, I feel, I don't know. I feel like that's, I, my life has really been Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, we've also been enduring a lot of disappointing news, so we've been trying to just decompress. Had a lot. I've, a, I've had a lot of disappointing conversations with people over the past week. Um, yeah. I want to encourage people, if you know five people in your life who you think that you could send a text message to or a Facebook message to, um, to encourage them to think about human rights whenever it comes to their vote in November, if you're American, if there's five people that you can send a message to, just if if you feel mentally okay to do something like that, I highly recommend doing it. Um, I did get some disappointing answers, but I also got very happy answers. So um, there are a couple people that I knew of that in maybe the last election voted a certain way or didn't vote or um, like wrote in somebody. Um, so we've reached out to all of those people over the past week and just said, Hey, basically, um, with the news of the Supreme court wanting to revisit gay marriage, um, and overturn it, which is not okay. Um, we encourage you to please just think about others with your vote as well and do the right thing. And I encourage all of you to do that, too. Don't forget that um, elections have consequences and it's not just one issue. Um, and you have to think about issues that might not touch you personally. And I know that sometimes it's really difficult to put yourself in other people's shoes. Um, but 
coming from somebody whose situation and how they live their life is literally at stake. It's a really difficult thing to have conversation with somebody else who doesn't really seem to care about your situation, even though they may be family even. Um, So just try to take a second and put yourself in someone else's shoes who might be affected by this election in a very negative way if it goes a certain way. And, um, you know, just think about your privilege. So you have Mm -hmm. privilege if the Supreme Court has never had to decide something that affects you. Um, And they are talking about deciding something that affects me and Katie very personally to the to the point where it could take away the fact that if one of us gets sick, the other one can't be in the hospital with them or make decisions about them. Or if we decide to have a child and something happens to the one whose name is on the birth certificate, the other person would have no hold over them. Um, And that's just not something that hetero couples ever have to think about. And I just want people who are in heterosexual relationships to realize that that's a privilege, um, acknowledge it and just think about your vote. So it was a very heavy week whenever that news dropped, and I had some heavy conversations, but it, they needed to be had. So, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. Before I get to the fun stuff I've been up to, to piggyback on what Meg said, I had some difficult conversations because it's that important. So, if Katie the Hufflepuff did it, <laughs> a lot of people can do it, and it's not easy. She was so and brave. It's hard, and it, oh, thanks, and it really sucks because i got some massively disappointing news from someone and had a good cry about it and then got some really awesome news and had a good cry about that in a different way so <laughs> yeah all within like 10 minutes of yeah. each other very <laughs> emotional morning yeah um, <clears throat> but just you know do what's right uh go vote go research do your research be an educated voter i know that that's a really difficult and daunting task at times But I think with a lot of people who are doing mail-in voting right now, it's actually really beneficial to be able to have your vote or your ballot Mm -hmm. at home with you, sit in front of a computer and do as much research as you can about the people Mm -hmm. and issues that you're voting on. Um, There's also a really, usually your county website. I know at least in Ohio they do this. You can literally go to, um, I will find the link and I'll put it in the doc for this episode, Mm -hmm. but there's a website that you can go to for Ohio. So I'm sure that they do it in other states as well. And it literally, um, it, it literally is like a, like a ballot help guide. And, and if you are awesome. a Democrat or a Republican and you want to vote on the democratic line or the Republican line, like you can pull this as like a, as help to be like, okay, these are the people that my party have endorsed I'm not saying that this is necessarily the smartest thing to do. I understand that a lot of people don't agree with literally just like filling in based on party, which is totally fine, but it allows you to see who they've endorsed so that you can then take that name and, and Google them and find what they're for and against, and you can make that decision. Yeah. Download both of them and, um, just look it up, but it's super helpful. It helped me. So yeah, issues are important too. It's not just about the presidency. It's not just about judges and it's not just about, you know, governors or senators. It's everything. There could be funding that you have to vote on for schools. There could be funding that you have to vote on for 
all kinds of different things. I mean, like where your tax money goes in your community. So just do the research and see um, what you Mm -hmm. want your tax money to go towards and not go towards and all of that kind of stuff. Meg, you're so smart and you encourage me to be smarter about these things and educated. And I appreciate that. Thanks. My mom tells me I should be a lawyer, but that's a lot of money. You could be... (laughs) (laughs) You could be RGB. Yeah, I don't think about that. Here's the thing I said today. Take take away the words um, that people are using when they're talking about the rights that that Megan's discussing. Take away the word um, same sex or gay and put in human and civil. Mm. Those are human rights. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really everybody. Literally everybody. Mm-hmm. So like deserves it. It, this whole situation with the Supreme Court and gay marriage is I mean, obviously, you guys know that it touches home to Katie and I just because that's our livelihood. I mean, um, heterosexual couples take for granted so much that they're given just by having that piece of paper. And the fact that that piece of paper is never going to be taken away from them Um so many things are attached to it. The fact that I have friends who are in same sex relationships and they have children together and they have to, on top of paying to have a child because they have to go through IVF or IUIs or any of those types of things or pay for adoption. Um, even after they pay for that, they then have to go through and pay for a second parent adoption so that they have the legal rights over that child. And the fact that that marriage certificate doesn't do that for gay couples, um, it, you know, there's just, there's so, there's so much more. It, this shouldn't be something that we're still having conversations about. If you look at Canada, gay marriage has been legal in Canada since 2005, 2005. And And that's not even that long ago. It's not. But if you think about like in America, (laughs) it was 2015. Yeah. And and it is unprecedented that the Supreme Court would back out on a decision from five years ago. That's unheard of. Yeah, it's unheard of. Um, And honestly, the Supreme Court should not have anything to do with. I know that this is a soapbox, but I really don't care right now. So. I, the Supreme Court should have nothing to do with deciding if my marriage is legal. This should be a constitutional right. The Constitution mm-hmm. needs to be changed. And I know that that's a big ask, but that is honestly the only thing that can be done that will make me feel safe living in America at this point. I don't feel safe living in America as a gay individual because every four years I worry that this could get taken away from me. And that is not something that anybody should ever have to have anxiety over. Um, You know, it's, I encourage you. I'm sure that at this point, if you're listening to our podcast two and a half, three hours in at this point, you guys are clearly the people who like listen all the way through to the end. And I know that you guys already know everything that we, um, you know, that we believe in and everything, but, um, and if you've made it to episode 166, you get it too. But like, this is just a non-negotiable thing for me. And I think that, um, you know, I reached out to a family member. Um, I reached out to a family member who I know 
is going to be voting against my rights as a gay individual in the election. And I basically, and let me tell you how difficult this was because of conversations we have had the past four years. I basically cut her out of my life and she's my aunt. Um, I begged her. I literally begged her to reconsider her vote. And the fact that I asked her to speak at my wedding, I know that because she spoke at my wedding, she has to believe that it's okay that we're married. So why would you be voting against against my rights as an individual? And she basically just came back and told me, I don't believe that that's going to happen. And I was like, I literally just laid out to you why this is being enabled. You know, um, the, the Supreme Court, like they are enabling the Supreme Court to overturn this. And that is huge. And regardless of what a certain individual may say, um, you know, someone may not come out and straight up say, I'm going to overturn gay marriage. But the fact that you're enabling the Supreme Court speaks louder than what your own words say. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can go and look at their platform right on their website. So it's just non-negotiable. And it sucks that at this point in my life, I feel so happy to have finally moved to Florida, finally done what I want to do. And now I don't even feel safe living in the country that I grew up in. So just really Mm -hmm. like think about think about your privilege and make sure that you vote outside of your privilege. So just think, just think. Use your brain. Yep. Don't have an empty brain like me. Use it. Katie. Katie. (laughs) Are you doing anything fun, Katie? Um, I started a Pokemon game. That's been super fun. And I only have one week left of my program, my workout program, which is pretty crazy. I think mm-hmm. that I want to start lifting. Girl, yes, lift with me. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I know, right? Look at Tim. How much have you biked, Megan, at all? She has. I have she biked gets up most mornings. Yeah, I didn't Listen. get up the past two mornings. I was just really exhausted for some reason, and I don't know why I could knock it out of bed. But I usually do every morning for like thirty to forty minutes, depending on how long Katie's workout is. Like, listen, you pick up three pound weights and start. You're doing, you're doing work. Yeah, whatever you do, just pick something up. Just do it. Feel good after. Just pick something up. Put come it down. Come do body beast with me and listen to me grunt. Katie likes it. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking of doing. Sometimes body I apologize. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, sorry guys, little <laughs> vocal. You should do body beast. Anybody can. You start with any. Three sets, light, medium, heavy that you want. Yeah. Whatever works for you. Do it. Oh, man. I just got super excited. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's about it. That's about it. What are we doing for your birthday? Oh, yes. My Katie's birthday is going to be 30. My birthday is this weekend. Although by the time this comes out, I'll already be 30, which is really weird. Dirty 30. Really weird. Um, You're the last one, Katie. I know, I know. I'm such a baby. You're officially old. Do you know what this weekend is? More important than Katie's birthday. Oh my god, my half birthday. <laughs> oh my god, every I'm year. I'm gonna say <laughs> because year. this past year didn't count, so I'm halfway to thirty. Six months to thirty is what I'm gonna say. Literally every year, Sarah gets me with that. I'm like, what's more important? What? And then it's half birthday. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but we're having... also happy birthday to Alex. Yeah, we also have the same yeah, birthday. Definitely. Alex is a person I texted. We are doing a staycation at my favorite Disney resort and doing some nice dinners because we're also doing part of our staycation for our anniversary. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. To just, I can't like, wait to have some pool day. Yeah, I just want to do some hotel life. I'm excited about that. We're going to take PB&Js and we're going to swim in the pool. We're going to take PB&Js? I think it would be fun. Yes! <laughs> Make sure so not to excited. feed any birds. <laughs> I will not feed any birds. No. That's what she fed to the birds when we went to the beach. They're mini dinosaurs. I watched Mary Poppins as a kid and they told me to feed the birds. It's not my fault. Get out of my life. Feed them steaks. Sarah, what's up with your life? Um the huge work, school, all that fun not fun stuff. Um and reading. I finished the Dragon Reborn. Which number is that in the series three? The third. I've started the fourth. I said to Tiffany, the first chapter of the fourth book, which is 39 pages. The Shadow, the Shadow Rising is the fourth book in the Wheel of Time series. Um, The first chapter is 39 pages and 10 minutes in or 10 minutes, (laughs) 10 pages in. It's it's full of stuff, you know, Um, I I really, really, I'm surprised at how much I like this series. Um, I like it a lot. So if you're looking for a book series to read, someone messaged me on Instagram and they're like, I started reading it. Cause like I posted, I'm like, I finished it and I'm on to the next one. And they were like, didn't you say there was like 12 books? And I'm like, there's 14. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. I'm just so excited. <laughs> Let's just start a is- podcast. Let's start a Spotify exclusive podcast. <laughs> I mean, it might happen one day. Um, there is, let's see how many pages in this book. Almost a thousand, I would say. This ends on page 300 and no, it doesn't. 993. Is this how long it goes? Um, that's pretty much it. Um, I will say, I know that I, my anxiety, and I think just this time of year and especially in 2020, because it has been, a whole wheel of emotions. And honestly, this year has kind of sucked. At least for me, I don't, I can't put words in other people's mouths. I know that my anxiety has been at a crazy high. So I just want you to take time to do something like nice to yourself. If you need to shut off your social medias for a while, if you need to not talk to people for a couple of days or do something for your own mental health and your like, what, what do they call it? Self-care? Is that, yeah. is that what it's yeah. called? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do it um because i know i've been struggling and uh i'm hoping that um i'm going like away this weekend to just like hang out with some friends super safe not a lot of us um and literally i don't like other people anyway so like we're not gonna be literally four of us so um i'm hoping that's gonna help me just kind of get like a refresh because i'm just anxious i'm stressed out my jaw hurts all the time um, Dude, you and gotta release that. I, I let me it's, tell you, it's hard. I get it. Yeah, so I my stress there too. Um, yeah, but hopefully, hopefully things turn out. I hope I'm hoping this year ends out on a good note. But I don't, I don't know. <sighs> the pessimist in me does not does not think good thoughts. But just do something for yourself. 
you know, take a walk, ride a bike, do something, take a hot shower, a bubble bath. Listen, listen to Swoosh and Flick. <laughs> do some, do some, uh, you know, read some, read a crappy book. Oh, you know, I will tell you. Um, I started watching Emily in Paris. I was telling Tiffany and I, Ooh, I was like, Tiffany, I'm like, I don't think you'd like it. She goes, I'm, I'm four episodes. And I'm like, me too. Yeah. Um, they were talking about it on the radio and we kind of like agreed that it's kind of like a palate cleanser. It is. Um, it's very, what do you, what do you call it? Like kind of bubbly, cheery. Like, yeah, you know, it's, um, it's just something. Lily Collins is in it. So her father's simple. Phil Collins. I, I like her. She's a good actress. Um, so I like the show. It's easy to watch something just, you can put on and, um, not really like worry about it, you know. It's like um, feel good, feel good, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of like a rom com kind of thing. That's how yeah. I feel about Queer um, Eye, yeah, yeah, for sure. See, that's always gonna make me cry. <laughs> that's true. Um, so in watching that, I've been watching the sixth season of Shoots Creek. Yes, um, which is another show I really like. I like that they do Sorry. so, like. <clears throat> I don't know if this is true for other people, but I get really anxious sometimes watching shows that like if something's like gone amiss, you know what I mean? I have to like turn it off and like I'll come back to it later on. But like that never happens with this show. Like if there's something that like could go wrong, I don't know. It just like always ends like in a neat little bow kind of thing. And I like the way the show doesn't make me anxious. Um, There's something else I was going to talk about. I don't remember what it was. Um, oh, biking. I'm at like 330. No. Yeah. 35 miles. I have to do 15 tomorrow and then I'll get to 50. Nice. Cause I'm trying to get to 200 by the end of the month. So which brings my total to 500. So it's 50 miles for every week. That's my goal. I actually might want to do more, but whatever. I'm just trying to get to a thousand by <laughs> the end of the year. Pick up. So proud of you. Well, it's one of the only things that's keeping me sane at the moment. Isn't that great? 2020 literally sucks. <laughs> if I did not have my workout routine, I'd be a mess. Uh, man. Makes you feel good. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I just need a, I need a lot of, I don't know. I need this year to end on a good note, you know? Same. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Same. I also really quickly just want to give a good luck shout out to our friends, the Brookharts, because they are going to be having a baby any day now. And I'm so excited for them. So crazy. She's having a C-section. And what a journey. um, Yeah. Hopefully everything goes well. It's going to be beautiful. I can't wait to meet him. Little James. He's going to be awesome. I love that name. Yeah. It's her dad's name. um, James Ryan. So it's James Ryan Brookhart. Yeah, love it. Super cute. Mm. That's a good note to end the episode on. Agreed. For James and uh, ginger ale, because I really enjoy that. I was going to say jelly for Megan and Katie's (gasps) PB and J's at Disney. I love it. (laughs) Strawberry or grape? We have grape, but I thank you. Grape, I would end our friendship. Oh wow! I love the occasional. (laughs) I take take jelly seriously. Raspberry. I prefer preserves, to be honest with you. For James and Jimmy, Kate's first true love. Jimmy is short for James. (laughs) Give it up for James and the Skittles. James and Jimmy is the stuff you put on ice cream. I do enjoy those a lot. Jimmy's. Yeah. Tiffany doesn't like James and the Giant Peach. I hate it actually. I love Roll Doll. It's one of my favorite movies. But I hate. Movie. as my child as a grosses child. me out it grosses me out 
All right. Well, we're going to end it on the gross note then. <laughs> gross. No, gross. James and Jimmy's. You're gross and you're nasty. <laughs> All right. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Just my voice. <laughs> Food you'll be with your family. Bringing this baby home. La da 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 da. We should record like a, a version of that, but be like super serious about it. Hip and Freddy, ready, set, let's go. <laughs> And I ordered myself a blueberry and lemon scone. And? Uh, Were they out of blueberries?